Previously on AFTN. Ottawa took down AS Blainville on the road, one nothing in the first leg. They were a very physical team. They kicked lumps out of Ottawa. Yeah. So my dream is that they get through and do the same to TFC. TFC. <laughs> I'd love to see them kick lumps out of Javinko and Outdoor. Yeah. They probably won't play against them, but it would be it's a it's a dream. You won't have a dream. Happy Canada Day, everybody, or at least the two people that's probably listening live, or post-Canada <laughs> Day for everyone that's listening to this on the podcast, which, let's be honest, after watching a weekend of World Cup, whatever took place at BC Place this afternoon, you're probably not wanting some live Canada Day radio action, but we're here anyway, the AFTN Soccer Show we're on the CITR Radio. We're the pregame to the fireworks that are happening later on. Yes. Which they were happening earlier on. Yeah, and there'll be some explosions in the studio. Wait, I'm we're going sure. to fireworks after this? Yeah. Okay, where are we going? Uh, Hopefully, we get done by I, the show. I was, I was going to set them off here. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the show in the podcast, it is episode 280. We nearly did not get the show done because we were locked out of the studio. Steve managed to use his his Fagan-esque lock-picking skills that he was taught as a <laughs> as a young lad in the streets. The of streets Surrey. of Edmonton? Sorry. We know Edmonton. what goes on in Surrey. No, I grew up in Vancouver. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where? I moved to Surrey only in 2002. When did you? I thought you lived in Edmonton for a while. No. You just have family there? You just have friends and family. Oh, okay. Huh. That's a quality start to the show. A lot of this will probably get cut out. The I'm sorry, Steve. Well, don't I'm worry, sorry. we'll do. It. I'm sure we'll do a podcast where we, we ask personal. We get the listeners to ask personal questions yeah. of us, and we'll find out more about it. Anyway, I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pender, and I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. We have a packed show for you this evening. Who knows what time we'll finish? I have absolutely no idea. Hey, does anyone have to work tomorrow? Maybe it'll be no. July the fourth. I, I don't have to. Let's open the phone lines. <laughs> yeah, we should. Steve, do you have to work tomorrow? No, I'm good. Okay. If well, we see let's... that there's anyone listening by the time we finish, we might open the phone lines up. Let's open them up. We've got such a packed show. Who cares? Who I do. Talk... Who wants to talk about that rubbish? <laughs> oh, the folk that's going to be phoning in. Oh, well, let, well, let them uh, if they want to. No, we'll go. We'll I, see. We'll I was, see. Well, I, was, I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking about the World Cup this morning. <laughs> well, people, <laughs> somebody's calling in, actually. <laughs> Oh, we do have somebody calling in. Oh. Let's just take it live. Let's see what happens. Okay. Hello, you are live on air on CITR Radio. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Who is on the line? I, I think Steve might have. No, I didn't hang no up. No one at all. This is on air right there. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, we'll leave it Oh, there. that was fun. We'll cut that out. Put the number in. Put the number out. No, let, let's get the show done. 
Um, People won't be awake to call in later. That's the that's the whole point. Oh, I think the white cats locked us out of the studio. Actually, it's them trying to block the phone lines as well, so that <laughs> that no one can actually talk about this game. But we will talk about the Colorado match. We'll talk about the World Cup as well. We're going to talk about oh. the the supporters town hall meeting on Tuesday night. Today, tonight was an enthralling fixture. Yes, it was. I I I enjoyed pre-game and post-game. Pre-game, I got to speak to Tony Waiters oh. and Dale Mitchell. Really enjoyed that. Nice. Post-game, I got to talk to my fellow Scott, Sam Nicholson. He played for Colorado. The, the winners today. I was cheering him on in the press box. Going, come on, come but, on, Sam. Come but, on. But they did not win the possession battle. No. Shows you how little possession counts. Colorado came to town. It's what everyone wanted for Canada Day. An easy <laughs> win for the Whitecaps. <laughs> Worst team in the West, right? Now, Steve, you have been calling for years for the Whitecaps to have a game on Canada Day at home. No, I haven't been calling for it. I've been questioning why it doesn't happen because they always seem to have July the 4th happening all the time in America, but they never... Even though they've been playing on the weekend sometimes. More than once in the MLS era, the Whitecaps have actually played in Colorado on July the 4th and Mm -hmm. been there for their fireworks two or three times. And... And we ruined one of their July the 4th, I think. Yeah. We won there once. Well, it's, it's payback. Yeah, it's payback. <laughs> it wasn't a good day since Toronto lost as well. So I just say we never do a Canada Day home fixture ever again. I'm all, I'm all for that. It will all matter about how things went in terms of sales. Well, it looked pretty full. It wasn't no, a sale. It wasn't a sale. 20,000 in yeah. change. Let's get talking about the game. I guess we've put it off for long enough. I'm not really sure what that was. We'll start with the lineup. There was a, a couple of surprises for me. I was going to talk about Christian Tischer in part two, so we will. But obviously he wasn't in because he got a late suspension. We had three players suspended from the, the match today. Is that a record? Uh, feels like it, mm. but... Yeah. All for I know Hasley car defences. I know Hasley and Kofi got suspended once together. Oh, that was against New England. Yeah, there, there were two suspensions coming. That was game. such a memorable... H- how many players did we get sent off in Casey? Oh yeah, just two. Yeah, just, just two. two. Yeah, see, go. that was that was a good game after all. <laughs> Folks, not going to look back and think that was the worst disciplinary performance of the year. <laughs> but, but there was a few surprises. Kendall Waston came straight back into the team. How? Did, how? Did, okay, before the game, how did you feel about that? I was pleased because I thought I'd rather have him and Daniel Henry. It didn't quite work out great because he had to come off at half time. With what the White Cats were saying was a groin strain, I believe it's an abductor strain. I'm just going to put that out there. I think it's an abductor strain. They're very similar. They're not that yeah. far off. Same, like, re- same region. Yeah. yeah, so it's it, it can be misdiagnosed initially maybe, and then they found out something later. But either way, he's going to now be missing. For at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I, it's I, just going to affect the White Cats, and who knows, it may even affect a transfer for him down the line. Honestly, I was torn because... So was his abductor. Yeah. <laughs> they said I don't strain. Think, I don't, they have I said strain. I know, but that didn't work in the joke. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, I, I I was torn. In one sense, I was like, "Sweet, that's exciting," because maybe coming off the goal, it you know, be helpful. But then on the other side, I was like, "This is Colorado, who is terrible." And if you can't play Daniel Henry and Aaron Mond against Colorado at home and get a result, then there are bigger issues. Yeah, I mean, wh- why rush him back? Right, rush him back. That, yeah, that not, was no pun not, intended, nice. but there we go. But so, and so I don't think, yeah, I, well, I don't think this was the original plan to begin with. 
uh, for him to come back to Vancouver right, right this quickly. Now you'd think he would, it's actually better maybe that he didn't go back to Costa Rica because they didn't get a good reception there. No. I actually, I've got an exclusive interview with Kendall coming up in part three, I think it's going to be, where nice. we talk about the reaction that the, the team got back in Costa Rica. But yeah, Kendall was back in. I thought it was a good decision because obviously you want your strongest guy. He's the captain. He will have been buzzing after Wednesday and I'm sure he wanted to play. But in, in hindsight, it, it doesn't feel like a good no, decision. No, I, I went to training on... In hindsight, we shouldn't have traded for Brick Shea. <laughs> Oh, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, we we got lots to talk about that. Another surprise for me, in some ways maybe, was Franklin coming in for Nerwinski. I think that was the right decision because the whole defense had a bit of a shocker against Philly. But I didn't know. I wasn't really sure that they would make that switch. Yeah, I felt bad for Jake a little bit because um, yeah, yeah, Philadelphia didn't feel like his fault, you know, kind of thing, yeah. and it felt like. Again, Colorado home felt like a good remedy, you know, to bounce back from of that poor away showing. And like you mean, I mean, for me, the the most memorable moment of of uh, Philadelphia away for Jake is his reaction to to Reina's ridiculous sending off. Right, like yeah. when his just his anger, his frustration, like that look on his face. And so, anyways, I was I thought that he might he might stay in. I wasn't like shocked by Franklin. Take, taking place, and I think Franklin was okay. Like, yeah, but I mean, even with the guys that were missing, this was a lineup that should have beaten oh. a team that has not had a road win all season. A lineup that has th- just coming off a nine-game unbeaten, uh, uh, sorry, a nine-game winless run. Yeah, the nine, uh, 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 an eleven with the three of us in it should have beat Colorado. I don't know. I've got a bit of a groin or abductor strain <laughs> myself actually at the moment. I can guarantee one if I ever play on that pitch. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into the first half. Leading up to the goal, a couple of big saves from either goalkeeper. Rowe had a save, then Mesquita had a great chance to take the lead. Yeah. And yeah. Tim Howard was fantastic all night, I actually think. I think he had a, a really good game, probably the best we've seen of Tim Howard. Somebody in a tweeted long, that long out. Time. Somebody tweeted yeah, that Matt out. Yeah, Matt Doyle too. said yeah. it was the best 45 minutes he's since had he all season. No, since he signed with since Colorado. He signed I could have yeah. sworn he said that since he signed, but I could be wrong. But I mean, he had a, he had a good night, and we've after got a little fr- bit from Tim Howard coming up later. Yeah. Um, uh, Alfonso Davies had a great chance after some fancy footwork by Felipe. Yes. Uh, he also got a nice elbow as well. Fancy Felipe. Oh, yes. The Felipe's chance where he was brilliant waltzing through the team and, and then, then fell slipped, over. Yeah. yeah. But then he did a good roll to give Alfonso a chance yeah, to shoot. Yeah, that would have been a fantastic yeah. goal if he then rolled out the way to set Fonzie I up. consider that an assistant. If yeah. that yeah. Howard made some saves there, but for me, that's just poor finishing. Like, when you're in that yes. close, you you need to finish. We were back to so many balls coming into the box and going over the guy's heads and then no one behind them to yeah. mop up that, which is what we seem to have turned around on. And Robo had spoken to them about it and worked on it at training. And then we fell down with that. Whether that's because Franklin maybe can't get up and down as quick as Jake can or... Well, we I had we, we had a couple of moments where Alfonso was like on the... Remember the ball was on the uh, left side and Alfonso was on the right side, but he was all the way at the pitch almost, uh, at the sideline. And he wasn't cutting in and making... like He was just standing there waiting for the ball to get back to him instead of overflowing that side and trying to see if they can create something. Well, I spoke to Anthony Hudson after the match and he talked about, he knew what what Vancouver were going to do. They've been playing Declan Rowe, who when he was here with WFC2 was a left back, could play left wing, but primarily a left back. They've been playing him for Colorado as right centre back. And they knew that they would put Davies on him. 
Declan did well against Alfonso for much of that match. And I spoke to Declan after the game, which is something we'll, we'll bring you on the written side on, on AFTN during the week. Now, we're talking about Davies. He got a bit of an elbow, which it brought out everyone able to do their little rectangular yeah. sign in the air. Everyone loves that. He got everything else, too. He didn't just get an elbow in this game. Like, he was battered. Yeah. It did look, though, that he was hitting the chest as opposed to hitting the face. So... A yellow card was probably the right decision, and it was reviewed in VAR. Yeah, so, and, and so Tim, Howard, Tim, review, Howard, Tim yeah. Howard reviewed it too. He, after the game, oh, yeah, we, asked yeah, him, yeah. we asked him about that, and he was like, I, I just wanted to see what the referees see and what they do. And, and the referee told him to go away, and he was like, ref, I'm, sta- I'm, I'm, yeah, outside, he's outside, the, the I'm outside the box. Yeah. Like. Tim Howard was very entertaining after the match, and we're going to bring you some of his audio later in the show. He but, was more, I think he was more off on fire off the pitch than he was on the pitch. Yeah, probably. But then it came to the goal. Yeah. 43rd minute. A little bit of a mess up on the right side by Franklin. Yeah, he he was burned. Uh, and then, then shot crashed off the bar. Yeah. And then Rowe pulled out one of the saves of the year from a Whitecaps keeper. From point blank range. Nothing seems to be going right for Brian Rowe. I actually start to feel really sorry for him because he pulled off that brilliant save, crashes off De Jong into the net, and then if you watch the video, it just focuses in on Rowe's face. And it's just written all over him. I like, I just cannot believe this luck well he only let him one goal today so that'll help his yeah. goals against and average t- to be fair it, and he didn't it, let any goals to the uh to the colorado player no it, it's nice to see a canadian score on canada day <sighs> i mean you couldn't have written a better script i was talking to ourselves through the game and i totally forgot to ask him about, about that but yeah i felt felt bad for him but yeah that that goal it was against her on a play colorado did have a couple of not bad chances in the first half but you look at the possession stats vancouver were all over them the shot stats as well, 20-plus shots Vancouver had. 25 in total to 9 for Colorado, 10 on target to 3 for Colorado. This is just for the whole yeah. game. Um, block shots, uh, Colorado blocked 9 of the white cap shots. So that's fantastic defending and a bit of bad luck. You were talking about possession quickly. It is, uh, 71% to 28%, uh, 71.6 to 28.4. You know how they do the five-minute intervals on MLS yeah. site? There is not a, anything with Burgundy. Every five-minute period was either a, a draw or a Whitecaps. Hudson was asked after the match if he felt his team were lucky. <laughs> and he was like, how come people don't say when we were on our losing run, oh, this team came and, and you were really unlucky. It's like we were, we were called a bad team. And it's like the Whitecaps, he said, came there a couple of weeks ago and they, Colorado had 35 shots into the box. No one said, oh, you were unlucky after that game. Uh, that's it, fair enough. But if he doesn't think they were fortunate, then he's delusional. Oh, he, he's he fort- didn't say that. He had a. He yeah. did, he, I know. A lot of people- I really like him. He is when- Mister Chill. He's, I think, my new favorite MLS coach outside of Carl Robinson, of course. Of a Petke. I, I think he's gone above Petke. Oh wow! Although the freaking printer, yeah. it's still going to take a lot. But I think I like Hudson's chill approach. The open shirt. He wait, wait what? Open shirt. Open collar. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, like obviously, then they, they got they got to halftime, and then when they came to the, after the half, we found out some really bad news that we talked about earlier. Yeah, Kendall's off. Kendall was off. The second half, you came storming into the press box and going, "What the hell happened there?" Yeah, <laughs> I I I was a bit baffled to see Marcel De Jong as centre back with Aaron Mond on the bench. Yeah, but I'm guessing that Robo thought. We need well, some attacking. they're not going to attack anymore. Yeah. This this game's over from an attacking thing. We can put anyone at the back and they're going to handle this. We need to get 
yeah. some guys that's going to so be brought on much, which was... Yeah. Much good... had an excellent game, yeah. actually. We'll get to the rankings in this part as well, but he's right up there for me. Second half, not a lot to talk about. You look really sleepy. I'm really tired. Yeah. You, you look like you're about to fall asleep in the chair. Wait till we get talking about Germany. That'll pep you up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kai Kamara hit the bar. Yeah. I missed that because I went for a piss. I seem to miss the best of the White Cats action in the Dude, half. Kamara actually made another shot. It was off a of volley yeah, too. Yeah, I missed that as well. That, that, yeah. was, that was really before I think that. Felipe had a bar. shot as well that I missed. Yeah. It's like back in the day when Kramer had used to go to the loo. And <laughs> in the south end of Swangard when we, we needed a yeah, goal. Do you remember Kramer that? Yeah, Kramerhead, yeah. The, I, think then, the, I think the best chance was from Much, though. Yeah, Much had a great, minute. great chance. Howard, another great save by him. 30 he plus, hit it 30 so plus well. yards out, too. Yeah. That was a good shot. Much was really good when he came off the bench. And yeah. I'm hoping he's going to get a bit he, of a run as a starter. He was now. playing a wide, too, uh, yeah. when he came on. It wasn't even in the middle of the park, although he kind of shifted to the middle sometimes as well. But anyway, I thought Much did well. That's some of our thoughts on the game. If you listen to this on the podcast now, we're going to play the coach's audio. Colorado, Colorado, beautiful place that you are. Feel the sorrow of tomorrow before you go very far. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's just from the position we were in, it's just important that we pick up as many points as we can and I think um, we're, we're incredibly pleased with tonight but because of this week that's just about to start, the, the key for us now is just total focus on recovery, professionalism and making sure we're ready for Wednesday. And you get that goal right before the half and it's 45 plus minutes of defending. What did you make of your team's defensive effort tonight? Yeah, I, th- I, don't, I, I think... Uh, Look, I, the, the, the bottom line is I think the, the players showed incredible character, um, defended for their lives. We, that wasn't the intention, but when you're away from home um, and they have some really, really attacking players, a lot of pace with Davis, Kamara, Power, um, you, you, and they threw everything at us. Um, and I think as the, as the game wore on, we, we, we needed to push higher up the pitch. But look, in the end, the players were, were magnificent. And um, incredibly proud of him. And Tim Howard ended up with 10 saves, had a stellar performance. What did you think of him tonight? Tim was uh, magnificent. I thought the back five were magnificent. Uh, and uh, but as it, I think collectively, I think what we've had is we've had a, a, a fantastic week. It's not been an easy period, and the players have not shied away from it. Everyone's got their head down, they've stuck together, they've worked through it. and. Uh, this is not an easy place to come for anyone, and they score lots of goals. Um, so, so I think the players have got their rewards for having a, um, a really, really good mentality this week, and they've stepped up. And uh, we have to, and now we have to build on this. You were getting a lot of sticks when you were on that run. Yeah. Turning it around with two wins now was the message always to the players: like we just need to get a couple of wins, and then this is a league that a few wins, and you're moving up the table. Um. I, I, I think uh, we're, we're different from Vancouver. Vancouver are a team that have built this team over quite a few years. We've got a load of new players. We, you know, there's a lot of change. You know, we've had players that have come in late. Everything's. It's, it's just we need to settle down and um, we need to pick up as many points as we can in the meantime and keep building the team. And um, 
when you go through a period like that, it's not easy. I think it's, it's testing for everyone, the, the organisation, the players, the staff. But I think what, what's been pleasing for me is, like I said before, every, everyone is um, stuck together. There's been no, no people going off in different directions. There's been no finger pointing. There's been no little clicks. Staff on the staff as well, and this is all new as well with new people and new and everyone stuck together. And I think that's the that's the thing that we have to just keep. This, this is the greatest thing for me because we can build we can build with that. When you're on a run like that, obviously it's your first season at the club. You've made the move from international football. Do you kind of wonder did you do the right decision, or does that never even cross your mind? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I think I, I I've walked into a a, a, a club with a upper management and it's a club that wants to build and change the direction of where we're going you know we've got a fantastic um, upper management sporting director everyone's so committed to making sure this club um, is a is a playoff consistent playoff team and, and we all know exactly how we're going to get there it's been tough because you can't just click your fingers and for it to happen we've made so many changes and we've got more to come and uh, we have to keep building. So I think um, I'm totally committed. I, I knew what I was coming into. I knew there was a, it was a, um, a rebuild. I knew that. Um, and uh, we just, I'm in the right place and uh, happy. Uh, we're, we're, dying to, we're dying to give our fans a team that they're proud of. And it's, that's been the toughest part because we've, we've, we've gone through this run with them and we've put them through that run and, and, and it's not been easy. So, uh, but we know what we're doing and we're on the right path and uh, we know we'll get there. Well, this one's a difficult one to take based upon uh, the performance. I thought the performance of the players was, was very, very good, very strong. What we need to be better at, and it's a reoccurring theme, is stop giving away bad goals because I think they had one chance in the first half from our misunderstanding and they scored a goal, whether it's an own goal or not, um, and missed chances. You know, we've missed a number of chances today and I sensed it would come because they hung in there in the early stages and when you give a team a lead, as we've seen today, it's very hard to break them down and we weren't good enough. Uh, you got to give Howard some credit because he did make a couple of really good saves there yeah. off, 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 especially off Kai. Give him a little credit for keeping him, keeping his team in that game tonight. Yeah, listen, I think anyone who watched the game will, you know, if they're, if they're open and honest about it, will say that the goalkeeper played very well. Uh, that's what they're paid to do. You know, my players are paid to put the ball in the back of the net. So, um, you know, I'll give him a lot of credit because he had a very good performance, but we need to be a lot better, yeah. especially in front of goal. You can't turn up five, six key chances like we did today again uh, and win games of football because it will come back to hurt you, and it did. Bit like watching a bad movie in some ways. You've seen this before. Scary you know? movie. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, and three. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, listen, you uh, people who know me, I'm pretty open and frank. This one hurts because I think they didn't deserve that today. And sometimes in football, you don't get what you deserve. We didn't play well last week. We were awful, uh, and we got what we deserved. Today, we didn't get what we deserved. But this is football, and this is what happens. It's important you um, understand that. Stay positive. You know, the crowd were excellent today. We know it's Canada Day, a special day. And, you know, I asked them to be loud and they were brilliant. I'm disappointed that we were unable, me and my group of players were unable to get them the result that they deserved. And not from performance, just from a little bit of detail. How are 
Kendall Lawson played a half in his return. Yeah. Did he kind of talk his way back into the lineup, or how was that conversation? Yeah, you know, Kendall's a big player for us. We know that. And, you know, he had a little bit of a stiff groin at halftime. I didn't want to take any risks for him because he was holding it a little bit. And I just felt then at halftime we could make an adjustment by putting an extra attacking player on. We'd given them the one goal at that they probably wanted, that's all they wanted, and something to hang on to. So we made the adjustments. Hopefully it's not too bad. You're, we've talked before, sometimes your team that struggles to score goals, losing a player for three games like Chichera, yeah. who has six goals in theater, that's not, yeah. that doesn't help the cause either. No, it's not ideal. Him and Jordi Reyn obviously both missing today. So uh, key moments, you need difference makers uh, we didn't have enough difference makers today we tried to we created chances but we didn't have a, enough guile to put the ball in the back of the net but if we create that many chances I know I keep saying it you know hopefully it'll turn and um, but we've got to hold ourselves accountable I will my team will you know because today really hurts feeling in the dressing room? Like, you do you feel you're getting enough response from the guys? Are they angry or, or what's the sense of it? Yeah, they're disappointed. I think they're a, they're a quiet group in there at the moment. I think we've done a lot of good things this year and also a lot of things where we've not been at the races. Today, I thought we were at the races. I thought we played very well. But we need to be better if we're going to try and challenge and compete this year. We need to put the ball in the back of the net and we need to do our defensive jobs. We give away too many stupid, silly goals. And again, that occurred. I guess we'll, we'll do a little bit of the player rankings now. We haven't had much time for a folk to vote in the in the rankings, Steve. Oh, but, but we did get quite a few, and yeah, I'm just going to just a few thousand to me. Uh, it was about half of what we normally get. Uh, That's and, not bad, yeah. then. In a short notice, I think it was the gift. Still gifted. nicely into three figures. Is uh, is the nice gift I made of the Robin Hood from yeah. Disney. Um. Okay. So Th- this is a tough one today. So we got a uh, bottom three, and again, I take out uh, substitutions because they didn't have very much time. Although some of them had quite a few. Time. I would have had much, much right up there yeah. in, in my top. Well, three we'll talk possibly. about him in a second. The bottom three uh, from the bottom: Breck Shea was at the bottom. Then we got Efren Juarez, and then Kendall Waston because I guess he only played one half. Um, so he, he was at the bottom there. Um, and Sh- if you want to take Kendall Waston out there, Sean Franklin would have been next from the bottom. That's fair. Top five. K- Ken- Kendall's in my top five for scoring at the World Cup. Number five, Daniel Henry. Number four, Kai Kamara. Number three, Marcel mm-hmm. Diong. Number two, Felipe. And number one, Alfonso Davies. Number six was Jordan Much. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that people didn't turn on Young more for the own goal, but... I don't think it was his fault, though. You mean that there was no sarcastic cheers the next time he tried to clear the ball, like Ali Ghazal got? Yeah. Oh. But I, th- I, don't, I don't think so. Th- this one was just a ricochet. So. This was a really yeah, a ricochet there's not, where... There's nothing he could have done yeah. about that, and there's nothing Rowe could have done about it either. I thought Felipe had a good game. Davies showed some nice flashes as well. Kamara to be fourth, though, I... I, I think they Kamara just saw, had a bit of a stinker again. But I think I think they just maybe a lot of people saw that he was getting chances. He just couldn't the, finish the it. The crossbar just got, yeah. his mind. Now I know I know Kamara hit two goals in that that game against Orlando. But since he's come back from that second groin injury, yeah, 
he has been pretty poor. Was it a groin injury or was it a? That one was, I think. So, um, but gonna, he has been poor. I'm gonna uh, put it up here. How many players get a passing grade? Zero to five uh, got sixty-eight percent, and the rest went to six to ten, getting a passing grade. Where do you rank the coaching staff? That actually is very uh, in the right down the middle, or even almost. Um, Thirty percent said one to five. Um, Eighteen percent said six to ten. Twenty-seven percent said eleven to fourteen, and about twenty-four percent said in the fifteenth spot. Um, and yeah, that's it. We didn't add any other questions because it was just short notice uh, from the game to the show. It's a bad loss for the Caps, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying. In the grand scheme, of, we need points right now because we are dropping down the table. Do they bounce back? It's like where where do they go from here? If you can't beat teams like Colorado at home. This harks back to discussions that we had not that long ago, it feels. But if you can't beat teams like that at home, how on earth can we get in the playoffs? It's a, It feels like, a, despite the performance, which I think the performance was actually really good. Uh, if you can't finish, that's right. what it's all about. But there, there was... I mean, the only stat that matters is the final scoreline. Yeah, Colorado were outpossessed, outshot. Right. They got the goal. So, but, but not talking about the result, talking about the performance, yeah. if we can. It, I think the performance was good. Like, I know they, I know they weren't able to finish, but the way they went about it, it felt like uh, there was some creativity. There was some, there, there was something to hold on to in terms of how they played against a side that literally just played super tight and compact at the back, and and it felt like the, it felt like Vancouver did open them up a bit. Now they, they weren't able to finish, but like. It's better. It's better than some games where they haven't been able to even, even make, make a, like a crack yeah, in the wall. Yeah, exactly. Where they haven't been able to do anything but maybe shoot from distance yeah. or, or 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 just keep trying to cross in the box. Like I harken back to the LA games again. Totally. Yeah. I also have to give a a big hat tip to Colorado's defending because I I think like you talked about the blocks there they did so well defensively. Yeah. You, but they, you said they, it was like watching Russia. Yeah, and, the, and, and it basically, like it, it was the same thing with no luck on the Whitecaps part because they did blocks, and some of those blocks we've seen in the World Cup, you block it like that, it flips yeah. over the goalie or flops over and everything like that. It, it breaks really went towards it Colorado. Was, it was right? a lot more like watching yeah. Sweden. For me, Sweden. the immediate overreaction was I was going to call the season after the game. I was like, like call it. No, no There's going to be no playoffs. I kind of – I'm walking that back a little bit because, like you said, there were chances created – is, but will they be able to going forward I, be able to finish? I mean, the, 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 don't think, get me wrong; the result is horrific. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in a tough, tough situation it's tough because the, because it was Philadelphia, Colorado, two winnable games, one on the road, one yeah. at home, and they got no points from them and no goals. The, this Seattle game coming up is massive because again, if you can't beat the the state that Seattle's in just now as well, yeah, they got some goals yesterday, but it's not looking good. It's a it could be a long, long second half of the season. But we'll talk about a few more Whitecaps things and the town hall meeting that was had on Tuesday night after this. Hi, I'm Alfonso Davies and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
I just love that song. It's by a group called Listen. It's called Colorado. But yeah, you're back listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. So I'll talk about just a couple more things uh, about that Colorado game today. Now, there was a pitch invader. <laughs> BC Play Security is an absolute joke. You saw what happened in the Lions game yeah. when the guy oh, ran on the pitch and got tackled. Someone, yeah, yeah, now he's suing the player. The uh, the guy today, he obviously was a Whitecaps supporter because what you saw when he came on, he had a wide open goal. Yeah, and goal he kicked and the ball away just from Just kicked net. the ball yeah. away from That was um, shocking, though. And he, uh, it took and the, so long before security reacted. And, and the thing is, my issue is is that the – and we've seen it in Europe a couple of places, especially I think the Netherlands. I, saw, I remember seeing one there where the pitch invader came from behind – the goalkeeper and attack the goalkeeper. Yeah, and you need security, be in, uh, especially around the opposing goalkeeper. Yeah, there is obviously a chance he could attack the uh, the home team goalkeeper. That's less likely. Yeah, but there is there are morons out there, and they will yeah. they will do like this guy was a good, uh, fun loving guy. Whatever, you just wanted to screw around on the pitch, but you don't know. You can't guess on that. That's the thing. But that, well, but I think their protocol is not to go and they're not to them. chase. Yeah, not to chase. Yeah, actually. Before we talk anymore, let's play what Tim Howard said because he kind of addresses that point when, when I asked him about it. So here's here's Tim Howard. You looked really calm and confident there. You had a moment with the fans there in the first half. Kind of what happened there? Yeah, the fans are crap. They, uh, you know, they've always got something to say, and um, you know, every every chance I look, I don't take anything lying down. So uh, any chance I, I get to give give them some stick back. You know, when I walked off the field, they didn't have much to say. Unfortunately, they all went home. So um, you know, it's nice to give it back. When you've got a guy run on the pitch like that, though, I mean that's that's not good for anyone. No, it's not. It's uh, you know, again, I've 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 been around long enough to see some really uh, bad incidents when uh, with fan violence um, towards players. So obviously, it's it's not a big issue. I don't know how things work up here in Canada, um, you know, in terms of, of the you know police protection and all that. But yeah, for me, security has been an issue in this league for a long time. So uh, hopefully, we can continue to to crack down and get better, and these things won't happen. VAR seems to be all the rage right now in football. You were very close to the, the box there with yeah. the Castillo decision. Yeah. Did you kind of have an inkling of what was going to go come down there? Well, we've had, uh, unfortunately, VAR has gone against us way too many times this season. Um, and, you know, I, this referee, I think, is very, very good. And I was just saying, you know, listen, I was close enough to it to see. Um, you can't go inside that little dotted dotted box, but I was outside it, so um, you know clearly. I, I want, look, I wanted to see what the referees see because uh, there's been so many that have gone against us. It's it's been, you know, the VAR part's been a bit of a mystery. In a league like this, where it just takes a couple of wins and you're yeah. moving up the table, yeah. was that the message during this run that mm-hmm. look, we just have to string a few results together and yeah. we'll be right back up? Yeah, well, we're not daft, and you're right. You know, we, we see this as an opportunity, even with the, the bad run we had been on. Yeah, we, we, we see the one or two results turns it, and so we got to draw you know, a week and a half ago and then and then two wins on the bounce, and so we feel like this is massive for us to, you know, we actually enjoy the fact that there's a lot of games coming up because it just creates opportunity for us to pick up points. Tim Howard there, he's got a very good point because, yeah, it's always fun and games. The guy was drunk and just having a laugh or whatever, or assuming he's drunk, maybe he wasn't. But it's very easily possible that someone can jump on with a knife 
and do something stupid. You saw it in the tennis with Monica Sellers years yeah. ago. And, and like I said, the Dutch thing was he didn't he didn't have a weapon, but he kicked the yeah. he kicked him, and then the the goalie kicked him back, and then he got a red card. Yeah. and He got sent off. I remember that. That's the one I remember now. Yeah. And there's a Aston Villa Birmingham derby where the keeper made a howler. I can't remember which team it was, and then all the fans ran on, were goading him and slapping him in the face and stuff, and. It's like there's but you're great. You're right. There's potential for something yeah. really terrible the to happen. Needs to be so much better. If they will come to the town hall meeting soon, but they were talking about how they're over excessive with the pat downs and stuff when the folk are getting in. Maybe they need to put a little bit more attention to what's going so, on in the stands. So what you need, what you would need, is you would need a heck of a lot more BC Place staff, which of course costs which money. costs money. So I don't know if it's a BC totally a BC Place thing or it's a what they say to the, or whoever's using the building says, this is what we need or this is what we want or that's the package of security you want. I don't, I don't know how it works. I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's one way or the other, but that's what you, you would need. You would need enough security so that if someone yeah. jumped over the... Over but the, they are slow to react and you saw it in the Mexico-Canada game here as well. Well, the Mexico one was quite bad. Like, yeah. And, and, and the CSA paid a lot for that. Yeah. Anyway. Not good news. Tim Howard was getting a lot of... But of the gears from the fans today, but he gave it back. He gave it back. I like that. Yeah, I like when a player can take it and then give it back. I, it's when the fans then don't like when it gets given back, and then they yeah, they that's, go it's like hey, you've got to, if the guy's giving it back, fair play to him. Ron, Ronnie Pascal back from like Richmond Kickers back in the day, like yeah, he used to like he used to get it good, but then he'd applaud, you know, thank everyone after the game, and then you know get on his. But playing fly back. I remember uh, in an exhibition uh, stadium when they played that friendly against Man City, and they had, they sang a song for the backup goalkeeper, and it was not a very good song. It, it's a song I don't think they use anymore. Is that about a packet of sweets? Uh, I think so. <laughs> and a cheeky and, smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so they don't use that song. And so he, and but he laughed and he he, he clapped along and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, you, you they can play along, but uh, like I said. Don't jump on the field. The one thing I'll say about Stay off the, the field. one thing I'll say about Tim Howard though is, I think this might have been his only good game against Vancouver in the league so far. Yeah, he's let in a lot of goals. He has. I I have to say though, speaking to him after the match, he's he's a he's a fun yeah. guy to speak to. I've heard probably when they've won. Maybe. Yeah, Steve's spoken to him and he's not. Um, but yeah, don't cross the line, <laughs> which I guess brings us to Christian to share a suspension. Yeah, we we still don't know exactly what it was for. Oh, wow. offensive language. It feels pretty obvious when yeah. you compare when you compare the suspension to other suspensions. Uh, yeah, well, I we think, don't know. Which, I think it was like, about the shoes. Shoes. Yeah, just didn't like the guy's shoes. Oh, was that not what it was? I don't want to play it down, but I, I, yeah, I'm being facetious. But we don't know what it is, so we're not going to spend too much time talking about it. It was clearly bad. He hasn't said he didn't do it. He's admitted he's done it. And he apologized. Yep, he's apologized. The club have admitted he's done it. He's suspended for three games. No, but, but there's a, here's the thing. There's no way you, publicly will, they'll ever say what was no. said. Yeah. But Unless folk are going to draw it, conclusions, it, and then folk are going to try and crucify the guy as yeah. well, which is what I don't want to happen. For me, people say things. Which, which, no, but people this, make mistakes. But also, if remember, you've apologized and you've learned from it, and you don't do it again, I think you have to forgive and move on. Right. So this is a different approach of the, from the Vancouver Whitecaps. Because previously, people have tweeted things and then been sent away. Yes, Lee Wynn. Yeah. But, but Martin but is still adamant that's not why he was let go. But last year... Oh, okay. Well, he was adamant but, in 2012 and asked him. But last year, uh, like for example, Shane Williams, who knew what he did, the public knew what he did, he stayed on... They knew what he was accused of. of. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then he stayed on till the end of the year. 
Yeah, but and then was really so. I, I this, be surprised this to see could Teixeira happen. This could happen on. for Teixeira too. That move on at the especially end of after the, year. the shirt off thing. Yeah. But it's just it's not been a good couple of weeks discipline wise, and I, but, I don't want to play down what Teixeira did because it's not right. I'm not. Right. I'm not condoning it. It's not like football violence. I'm not condoning this. Yeah, but I do feel he has apologized. Patrick Johnson tweeted that Teixeira was saying that he didn't know that that was unacceptable here. So again, we don't know. Well, which makes him. It could be something about the guy's family or something that he no, said. No, that comment makes it sound more like we know what it is. Yeah, yeah. but I just feel. Oh, I'm totally against what he. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we, we, we had, had this a little discussion bit, yesterday. We about had on this. the phone. We had a little bit of argument. Yeah, there. yeah. I just feel if he's apologized and he's learned and he's moved on, you have to forgive the guy. Folk make mistakes in life. Yeah, I, it's I, how I, they react. Hey, from I, it. I don't disagree with you on that. You can point. forgive. Yeah. But if it was as bad as a three-game suspension would warrant, I think that maybe you should move on at the end of the year. Okay. Let's move on now. <laughs> Let's talk about the town hall meeting that took place on Tuesday night. I thought it was brilliantly moderated, I, I, I've just got to say. Yeah, Plus, it, it, I got a plug off our Rob Friend interview in as well. Oh, excellent. Um, so, but that was uh, funny. I wasn't there, so inform me. What what happened there? Yeah, I wasn't paying much attention because I was trying to work out what order we are going to do this so in. the Vancouver Southsiders uh, put on a, a nice event at their home pub, which is the Blarney Stone in downtown Vancouver. Which I love, by the way. Great I venue. I way prefer that to Doolin's. I thought this was a beautiful venue. Yeah. I was I, there on Monday night when we were doing some prep. Loved it. It was my first time there as well, and I have to totally agree with you. The layout yeah. and every, everything about the place. It feels like a good old-fashioned British pub. Yeah. And so there's a stage, which is very helpful for something like this, which they usually have a giant uh, screen with games on, but... Uh, and the White Cats front office were on a stage. I know you've wanted them on one out of town, but at least they were in one in the Blarney Stone. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> You're too sleepy to yeah, get that I'm, joke. I'm a little bit tired. So yeah, the, the five people from uh, four people from the front office and Carl Robinson were on the stage. The place was filled with like a good another fifteen to twenty front office staff mm-hmm. who were there, and then uh, a bunch of people. Predominantly Southsiders, a couple of Rain City Brigade, a couple of people from Curval Collective. And uh, yeah, people wrote out questions so that they could be... Yeah, some were legible. Some were legible. I could not read... I, seriously, I could not read your writing. That is shocking. <laughs> I'm a doctor, Michael. I have the writing of a doctor. Oh, yeah. I thought you just played one on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> you can confirm, is it an abductor or a groin <laughs> for, for Kendall? Well, you kind of played one too, because you've ended people's career on hamstrings. Yes, you ended Sam at a coup. At a coup. Oh, I'm the the fifth metatarsal <laughs> member. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you called Raina. that. You did call yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, ser- seriously. Yeah. Um, so people wrote out their questions uh, and and submitted them just so that the it was, nothing uh, wasn't a huge check and balance thing. It was more so that they they were we knew uh, they were known that they were respectful and to accumulate questions yeah. of the same subject. And the problem was we got. So many questions, and it, it started late. I thought it was running 7 to 9 and didn't yeah. start to 7.30. So I thought we were going to go on to 9.30, but then it had to get wound up at 9. Yeah. By which time I had a big stack of questions that I still hadn't asked because I had them in a kind of order that right. I was wanting to go through. So unfortunately, some weren't asked. Yeah, so before we get to the questions, first off, there's uh, a couple of things. Uh, some I know, some I just have a feel for, and some I don't know the reasons or whatever, but uh, people who couldn't make it, there was some frustration expressed yes, on social media. I understand that right. because it so, seemed that it's just a select group of people were allowed to go. Right. So, but you have to start these things somewhere. Right. 
And I feel they work in a small, intimate venue better than having like 2,000 people there. Right. Now, they have had these things not in, in that the setting, in the stadium itself, yeah. where yeah, they ask questions. Ticket holders season ticket holders have had that. Yeah. Have had that. The, and yeah. that's a small, intimate yeah. group of people. That was a couple well. years ago, too. Yeah. Right? yeah, and they could have several hundred at a time. So this was. Yeah, uh, things were agreed upon ahead of time for the intimacy, for the uh, no no videoing, n- no videoing, and and a recording or whatever of any kind was requested from both sides or whatever agreed to by both sides, whatever that was fine. The people who couldn't be there were frustrated and probably aggravated a little bit because there was a tweet earlier in the night from the South Side who yeah. said, "Follow this hashtag for and updates." And then it wasn't updated, but so no one was updating that because there were it was it wasn't like everybody was, was listening. Yeah, there wasn't breaks. There wasn't no. like it wasn't like stops. Like, it was like people were trying to follow along. We needed to Aaron, the South Side's president. She did a fantastic job yeah. organizing it and going around the floor as right. well. We, so, we needed a Jason DeVos or Kara Lang. Uh, to tweet out what we was going on there. We should have got you there, Steve, do yeah. that. You, we'll you do said, that next time. Well, there's, 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 it would have been nice if someone was doing that. Yeah. But, so, I know people who weren't there were frustrated. Hopefully, they've read your summary. Hopefully, they listened to the show it's and our discussion. It's had a really good read rate. It's yeah. been one of the biggest things on the site for a while. Yeah. So, hopefully, they read that and they can understand. And, like you said, there will probably be things like this in the future, whether it's at BC yeah. Place or, or, or you know, other other kind of things. And this is something that supporters, especially friends in the Southsiders, have asked for for a long time. And it's ha- yeah. it's happened in the past but, too, right? No, but not a support. No, no this was like this is this the first by time supporters on supporters. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm talking about like didn't it happen back in the USL days quite a bit? Well, T- or no? Tater yeah. met with us in the pub a couple of times. Yeah, well, but but was there wasn't yeah. there wasn't a major formal. Okay, no, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But this is the first time that the Southsiders had asked for it in this format. Yeah, they've asked for other kind of things, and I think it worked really well. I think it sounded and like. Work I well. think it. I think the front office were quite open. My my big regret from it was I wasn't able to kind of challenge what they said and follow up yes. as much as I would have liked to. Yeah. Because we had such a whack of questions that if I'd started doing that, then it was going to take. It was going to be me asking them questions, which was not the idea. Yeah. And I I do regret that because there was a couple of things I should, in yeah. hindsight, have pushed well, them more you, on. Even as someone who asked a question I, and did some follow-up, I wish I had done more. Yeah. And we'll probably come up as we go through stuff. So it was split. We, we won't go into everything. You can visit AFTN to, to read all this stuff. But there's some things that I do want to talk about. On, on the playing side, one of the things which was revealed, and again, maybe stretching it a bit, that the White Caps used to be in the top third of the spenders, now they're in the middle third. They're 16th, so they're right, the last team in that They're either at the third. bottom of the middle third yeah. or the top of the, the third. Yeah, third. depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, but the, the I think that that uh, is, isn't that more because there's a lot of big spenders coming in yeah. initially, you know? LAFC and Atlanta were mentioned yeah. as some of the reasons for them dropping down the table. And it was also mentioned that that spending pattern is not going to be what the Whitecaps are going to do. But it should not anger folk, but it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Okay, so... That is that cannot that is not a legitimate excuse. Oh, there's new teams, they spend more money, that's yeah, why we've two. dropped that's why we've dropped down. That's not a legitimate excuse. That can't be that can't be a it leg- can be for dropping down a bit, but no, not, no, no, not, not, to, not to the level you're talking about. Not yeah. from ninth to sixteenth. No. Yeah, yeah. But they're never gonna change and be a big spending club. And I think it was Jeff Mallet that said or it's all blurring into one, but what one of the front office said anyway that spending does not guarantee success. And then 
it was pointed to TFC how they're struggling this year and they've got a big budget. Yeah, but they're Ignoring struggling. the fact that yeah. they're MLS champs and they played in the Champions exactly. League Exactly. Like yeah. Seattle that, has like that, been in the finals a lot too. That was years. one of the ones that, I should have followed that up that on. Comment, that comment yeah. was ludicrous. Like yeah. It was just like a, a comment without context. I felt I felt like... I feel like do you, do you like do you, are are you following? Do you understand what's going on here? Like what one of the reasons for their poor form? They're, they don't have poor form because they spent so much money. They have poor form because they spent so much money and did so well yeah. that they had to play so many extra games that they're struggling to find their league form. And I think Colorado's shown strung a couple of wins together, and you start to climb the table. Toronto, for me, will still make the playoffs. I'll be amazed if they don't. I'll, I'll be shocked if they don't. Also, it might be sixth, but they'll still make the playoffs. And then it's what you do once you're there. But again, that, was, and that's the white cap. Like that, that's the sad thing. That is the Vancouver white caps model. Just try and get in the playoffs, and then roll the dice. Like that is that's I'm, literally all there is. I'm not too upset by that. But as someone, who, as the someone regular who, season means jack in a but, lot of ways. No, but as someone who values trophies, you can't surely be like, yeah, there's one trophy you don't. Like, no, you're riding your luck to do that, and the chances of it paying off and, and is you, very. And you're slim. never competing for the supporter shield. No, which I know in this context yeah, is is nothing. diminished. Yeah, but. It, we all know that for a Canadian club it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't get you into the Champions League at least that, not yet that's a fair point yeah if it gave you like a buy straight into the MLS Cup then in something like that it makes it really worthwhile but so so, pe- so the, 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 the white the white caps brass seems to fail to understand that that is not good enough for for the supporters for not even the supporters the local sports scene they, they 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 seem to not be able to comprehend that the model they've chosen is not a fit for where they're playing. Yeah. A- am I wrong? Am I wrong, Steve? Is is that out of touch? No, it's totally. I agree with you there. Now, they talked about putting the side together and how you're not going to get big spinning names. And Robert talked about the difficulty, especially of like folk expect him to bring in UK talent, but they're <laughs> all in big wages, and a lot of them he feels are earning more than they should be because. They're earning more than their talent is. Which then, he said, has inflated their perception of themselves. Yes, for coming over here. And also for affordability. But also, you're not going to be getting a Wayne Rooney. And he mentioned the fact that Wayne Rooney's just going to pick up tons of bookings in this league. And also, why would you want someone at that age? It's at the end of the career and and all that kind of stuff. It'll be interesting when the Whitecaps play Wayne Rooney in two weeks' time. We also talked about how the Whitecaps technically... With before Gam and Tam buy downs, we'd have eight players that could have qualified for being DPs. The lightning rod, of course, is Breck Shea, because Breck Shea is a DP. The others have been bought down. And Steve, we've talked about this before, that if they had bought him down, trading him means they've lost all that money, the Gam and Tam. So yeah. that's why well, you, he hasn't you been can't, bought you, down. If you use discretionary time, I thought you can't trade him. Which, uh, which again, you, that's so confusing. Which, is, yeah. which my understanding is one that, of the, that was the new one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, that yeah. was the case. So yes. my understanding is the reason they have chosen not to use discretionary time on him is in case they can move him. Yeah. No, that's what I thought that was from the beginning. Yeah, that's but what the, I was but told the, from the beginning. There's other well, gam and tam as yes, well. Yes, yes, well, yeah. should we go back to the beginning with Brexit? No, 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 don't. Let, let's go. To, you asked a question about Breck being a DP and and how and how his contract. Yeah, and you tried to push, but you didn't really get the answer. I think that you were looking for, or well, I, I wasn't expecting much more. Basically, Breck Shea is a DP be, for that reason. They don't want to use discretionary. My understanding is they don't want to use discretionary TAM to buy him down in case that they can offload him. The bigger part of that about asking about Breck Shea was how his contract option was. 
was taken because it uh, last year it came out. We've taken Brexit's contract extension. Multiple people have t- multiple people. I've heard this from multiple people in different <laughs> different levels that his contract was not. And we heard from Greg Anderson at the at the thing. His contract was not taken in the normal way. It was something in his contract that was triggered. It was triggered with MLS mechanisms because of I'm assuming games played or minutes played or right. something we, like that. But and but my understanding is there was never an intention to take his op- option. So there was some error, some miscalculation made in in understanding what triggered his contract option to to maybe playoff minutes or something. Who knows? There you go. But to me, that's that, that's not something that's on the coaching staff. That's something Def- on, definitely not. on the people who look after the contract. Jeff Mallett was quick to point out, though, as well, that the final decisions on players are Carl Robinson's. Except for DPs. He didn't say that, though. Yeah, but... But, but they also, he also didn't say that's not true. No. When, I, when I said, did the, the, the football committee chooses, like, okays, approves the DPs? Because that's what I was asking about Breck Yeah. Who approved him as a DP? It was also... We, we talked about, like, what might happen with... When Fonzie goes, like where that money's going to go from. And something which really pissed me off... Uh, Rivera? ...was the fact that the $2 million or the alleged $2 million that Whitecaps have got from Rivera being sold on... Has, quote-unquote... ...has gone back into the business, but not on the playing side. And that, to me, is frustrating. If you've made money from a transfer, maybe not all of it, because, yeah, there are other expenses, but plough that money into the team. Do you know, do we know, does anyone know if... They're not allowed. To, it's like it's like that. MLS. Well, yeah, there could be that. Again, that was something we maybe should have yeah. followed up on. And I'd love to, a, a chance to sit down for a really lengthy chat with Jeff Mallet because Jeff came along. He's very amiable. He's very approachable. He was talking to a lot of folk before and after it as well. He he said he's an owner that doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants. He's got a lot of other interests. Derby, the Giants, and San Francisco not, baseball and stuff. He's not with Derby anymore, right? I thought he was still was. No, I don't think he is. But he, he said that the Whitecaps now is his main priority. And I know folk are going to say, well, why don't you put more money into it? Throwing money at it doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to solve some of the other problems within the organization. Yeah. So one thing, just quickly about the squad, that I, don't, I can't remember where it's in your article or whatever. One, of the, one actually one of the most interesting things f- for me was to hear them articulate, uh, and Greg Anderson was the one who articulated this, was how they've chosen to build the squad. And so they talked about, for example, they gave examples of, of teams like Columbus, where what Columbus does is they put as much of their cap money into their starting 11. So their bench, uh, their reserves, whatever, are, are very weak. Yeah, there's like a couple their, of teams like that. But their starting 11 is really strong. So when they're starting Which 11... Which is great until you have injuries. Yeah, when the starting 11 is fit and not suspended... It, it, things go really well, and then you can run into problems later. Well, that's the problem I have. With, if if you just went out and, say, brought a Zlatan here, and he was the only big-name guy that you've brought, he's going to score some goals. What happens when he gets injured or suspended? Say he gets a season-ending injury. All your money's in that guy. You've then screwed yourselves over. Yeah, but if he's a, if he's a, if he's a DP, it's only the, the max hit of 505. Yeah, I'm not talking just Sally. I'm just talking in general what money right. they've actually put to him. Right. Um, so they, uh, Greg Anderson said, their approach has been to spread that money throughout the squad as opposed Which to Which I think is correct. It, it, I know a lot of folk won't think that, but you need, and this is a league where you need a squad with so much travel. 
and all of the other things. Especially that go for with Vancouver. It. Yeah. I, I don't. So I don't disagree with that. The problem is they have not. They. they They've only it's not ever, been wisely spent, yeah, right? Because right now, in the current reality, one point five million dollars uh, and below, someone can be a tan player. So right now, they do not have any, in my my opinion, how I look at the rules, a true designated player. No, and I'm not. That's not to say anything bad about about especially Kendall Waston, uh, Breck Shea. Uh, it sounds like they didn't want him here, and he's still he's still here, and there's a you know that was an issue. Uh, so, and they've left him a DP so they can still try and get rid of him. So that's a different kind of thing. But nothing against Kendall Watson being a DP, but they don't have any players over 1.5 on the roster right now that are real, D, like real, feel like real DPs, right? So, yeah. in, in the history of the MLS, there's only two players that would qualify for that, from my understanding Pedro Morales and Aloni Colombian. Whose money has had to be spread across the rest of the squad for this year. So we're going to have to wrap this up in just a, a couple of minutes. But very quickly, one thing I want to say, which I asked, was about the the playing next year, the 40th anniversary of the Soccer Bowl. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like that is going to be recognised. Hoop kit. And I think we're going to be cock-a-hoop about the strip. Yeah, I don't think... I but, don't, yeah, doesn't, yeah, they basically said it's going to yeah. be the hoop. Without what? saying it, yeah. no, no. They, oh, well, they, Marla, they, they were Marla making Marla gestures, yeah. which we're yeah. both gesturing. And they were like, well, they did, like I said, they did it without yeah. saying it, basically. Yeah. Last thing I just want to talk about because I know you'll have some stuff to say. So if, we'll try and do this in two minutes. Canadian pre PL oh. and Whitecaps relationship. Now, Jeff Mallet had said he's tried to reach out to the CPL. That he hasn't had a positive response. He's even considering buying into a team so that he can get his foot at the yeah. table, not from a white cat's perspective, but a personal perspective, because he genuinely wants to help grow the league and Canadian <laughs> players and know what's going on and what kind of relationship yeah. the MLS teams can have, and that would get him to the table. I don't have an issue with that. I have a feeling you might. Yeah, and the CPL would. I've, oh, heard, no, I've, heard, I've yeah. already heard from people in the CPL that there's no way that that will ever happen. Well, that's that's small-minded, and everyone that's where should the, be working together. That's where the political stuff yeah. comes into. The no, movement. that's where you have the the white caps have okay. The white caps have right. said. You say your the white caps have said the CPL hasn't told us anything. Okay, so you a, a person has to say why hasn't the CPL told them anything? It's because the CPL doesn't want them to know stuff be- yes. because they know the white caps have acted against people in different ways in the past to block them. Okay. And so that's when, when someone's not telling you something, there's a reason for it. Right. So th- that's why the CPL is not telling them the reason they wouldn't want a white caps o- uh, owner to own one of their clubs or be one of their owners is because that guy is his primary objective is to make the white caps better. It's not to make, CPL Victoria or whatever better. He even said, we, we we don't have a voice in this, so I'll buy a voice into this. So when I when I talked to CPL people, they were like, there's no way that'll happen because of X, Y, and Z. Say he bought into a club, would they block it then? Yeah, you would have to be approved, and I'm pretty sure they would block it. So if he said, okay, I'm able to get a, a BC team playing in 2020 out of Swan Guard, I'm going to be one of the owners... No one else has come up with a stadium that works or money. They would say, no, we'd rather wait. My 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 guess is they would say, you have to divulge yourself of your Whitecaps holdings before you can be a part of this. I just think that's wrong. L- last thing on this, yeah, then. But, again, Mike, Michael, I, I'm okay if you say that's wrong. 
However, can you understand the perspective I, of, I understand of the white, where of the coming white, of, from, the, but the, everyone needs to put these things no, behind them and so work but, together. But when you have Bill Manning and uh, you know, C, TFC uh, MLS saying, oh, we'd love to be a part of the CPL. We'd love to have TFC 3 in the CPL. Can you understand how that does not work to the greater good of the CPL? That how that's demeaning and and lower and lowers the perception of the CPL. Yeah, which is going to be low anyway in the initial years. And like, right. So why why would you feed, do something that lowers that? Teams then. Like, do you want Whitecaps players? Say, Davy Norman isn't playing in the first team. Oh, we can get him to play in Victoria for three months or whatever. Just using Davy as an example. Would you not want that? It's developing Davy, which is helping the Whitecaps. You're getting a better quality of player in the CPL. And from the Canadian national team point of view, he's getting competitive minutes. I've never said I'm against players from MLS clubs being loaned to CPL, but uh, as long as it's what's best for the CPL. I think we'll leave it on that. I think we all want the CPL to do well, and that is exactly what what Bobby said as well. But (laughs) we'll be back with some World Cup chat, and you'll be looking forward to this one, Zach, after this. Hey, I'm Brett Levi's, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. From music there. Yeah, a rare insight into Whitecaps training. That that was a tactical <laughs> chat that the coaching staff had. And for me, that is how the Whitecaps should now be. Just go out there and kicky, kicky, kick, kick. I want to see that song catch on. I, I want to hear it sung at TSS Rovers games. Well, they had 25 kicky, kicky, kick, kicks today, but nothing mm. went in. That, that was by Hey Dougie, a CBeebies children's TV show from the UK. That's their World Cup song that they brought out. This year? It's actually longer than that. But I thought that might be all but that is, you guys is, could handle is, for this year. Yeah. Oh, this. Year. Oh, so yeah. it's another current song. Yes, it's another current song. Wow. We, we've got a couple of wavelengths this episode, and Ooh. a special song for Zach. Oh. But it's time to talk World Cup, and what a week it's, of action! It's been crazy, very the enjoyable. The weekend, a weekend smokes. in particular. Well, to, uh, today, today in bits. No, in the results were yeah. nuts. But One to me. This feels like the best World Cup for a long time. Somebody tweeted out it was the best World Cup of, of that he's watched ever. I was Gideon, but he's only eight. No, no, there was somebody. Else. <laughs> was it Chris? I, I saw I saw Gideon tonight going to the stadium oh. with two uh, two older women. I'm, oh. assuming, I'm assuming one was his mom, one was his older sister. But are you sure? I don't know. I just hope they're not people from no, the cougars. I hope they're not from the, from the rendi- renderings that uh, Joe was talking about yeah, last week. Yeah, he seems to have naked pictures in his house. That that shocked me. Yeah. I, Joe's wanted to, to get into Gideon's bedroom for a while, so I mean, it, it was a dream come true for him. So, uh, If you haven't heard that, that was on the preview show. Oh, uh, right here, yeah. He, he tweeted us on June 30th. This is the finest World Cup of my lifetime. Who? He's Chris. Like- Chris? Yeah. Chris Corrigan. Yes. And he's old. He's yeah. 50. Mm. Anyway, d- 
do you feel it's the best World Cup for a while? For me, it's probably the best one since 2006. Well, nothing will be better well, than 2006. Yeah. But, but what, what's your three favourite World Cup then, quickly? For me, 1982, because that's the first one I was really fully into. 1990, because I loved the opening game with Cameroon winning and nearly knocking out England. And then 1986, I, that whole Mexico World Cup was just fantastic for me. 54, 74, 90, in 20, your life, 2014. In your life, not when oh. Germany's won. Um, it has to be 2014, probably. Uh, no, you also like 2006. 2006, because I, oh, I was there. It was oh, in right. Germany. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I missed off 94 and I was there. Yeah. Uh, in my lifetime. Well, 86, Canada was there, so that's pretty big. And then Germany... The demolishing of Brazil in the semifinals. I say '94 because I was there. Not I was in America, not actually anywhere. World Cup games. We crossed the border to do some shopping. '94 um, is the first one I ever really. And watched. then um, I would say two. I like 2002. I, I no, was didn't it 2002? Like that so much. No, wait. That was which, partly because the timing of the games for which is the one? Which is the? I'm um, um, the years are that overlapping. Was Korea, which Japan. Is, no, okay, then it was it was the uh, Cameroon. Uh, no, yeah, Cameroon. Um, when the dancing guy, I can't remember. Um, that was Roger 19, Miele, that's 1990. Yeah, yeah 1990. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. The, that one really was the first one. 86, I have vague memories yeah. of sitting with my grandfather, yeah, it, my great-grandfather, no, no, my grandfather and my dad. We were all wow. watching it. And uh, But uh, 90 was the first time where I was watching it on my own. Yeah, 86 I didn't it. watch. If it's ones I've watched, then I'd say 94, 2006, and 2014. Hmm. We won't we won't break down the games because you all know what they are or specific results. But we do want to talk about some of the main talking points is from the last week, especially from the group games. Yeah, a record nine own goals and twenty five penalties already. Leading score from the group stage, which is incredible. And they went all down to VAR. So I mean, I thought that was a little bit weird. VAR is the second leading score. Yeah, VAR. Three hundred thirty five incidents were checked during the group stage. That's about seven a game. Yeah, fourteen. On-field reversals by the refs. No, on-field reviews. Reviews, sorry. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I yeah. didn't know how much of reversals three, were. Three reviews made by VAR, and the refs called 95% of the incidents correct without VAR, but that increased to 99.3 by using VAR. So still not 100%. I think, sh- the, I think the missing ones that they're probably counting are the ones that tackles. Like yeah. the Harry Kane to couple tackles yeah. that he got tackled, and then the, the guy, the Serbian guy, Alexander that got tackled Mitrovic, by the, no yeah. one, the two Swiss no guys. No one outside that island thought those were penalties. The Serbian I one thought it was, was a penalty. That's, that's, Serbian that's two guy. guys tackling the, the, the Serbian Swiss, guy. That was, I haven't and, spoke to my complex manager, Dino, yet. I just know he's just going to go about that incident. And, and you, I, 100% the Harry Kane ones were tackles too, and those I'm were just I was okay joking, with that, Steve. Though. I know you are. I'm Michael, just, you must have been thrilled those weren't called. Yeah. That, I'm just surprised it, you're joking. When I was on holiday and Tunisia scored, that was the best part of my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> then it was ruined by the end. That was my worst part of the vacation. There have been those controversies, obviously, but I actually, I liked VAR more before this World Cup. It's been effective. I love this split screen. But it's not VAR's like fault. No. Okay. The players have spoiled it for me. Yes, with their TV symbols. Yeah, they're constantly which, like... Which MLS players don't do. I've noticed... They, they'll today, play start now. They didn't do it today. No. It's constantly making the gesture for VAR, which was meant to be a booking. Yes. And if coaches asked for it, they were meant to get sent to the stand. They need to clamp down on this. Today was a prime example when Spain thought they should have had a penalty in extra time. They flooded around the referee and they're right in his face doing the rectangle... To be fair, I think that was a penalty, and I do think 
when VAR reviewed it, they were like, oh, Vladimir here, you you not call that as a penalty. Yeah, Putin, yeah. Putin wasn't in the, was in the stands. I think he was in no, the right, VAR. He was in the VAR box. Yeah, yeah. In the VAR yeah. box. Uh, I agree with Joe Dizzy in the preview podcast that I much prefer the the World Cup flavor of VAR oh, to, to the MLS. Yeah, I just the players are ruining it. Uh, but the and and then the other one was today was the Modric, uh, where Modric took the penalty. Um, I can't remember who got taken down at the box. Rebic. Yeah, uh, and and Schmeichel. It was a clear penalty. You could see Schmeichel looking at the yeah. the defender taking him down, which I think should have been a red card, first of all. No, no, no. He, no, he no, played no. the ball he with the new, ball. Ru- new, rules. new rules. Oh, is it yeah. okay? And I didn't but know then that Schmeichel <laughs> was immediately going, you know, look at the box, even though it was a clear yeah. penalty. It was, and they didn't, though, right? But the thing is, they check every time there's something like that yeah. to make. So but you don't Schmeichel's even need to tell Schmeichel's been a bit anybody. of a wanker this World Cup. Yeah. But if he was one of your players, you'd think, yep, yeah, he's the kind of wanker I want. I was not sad to see Denmark go out. Oh. I but, was in a win-win. I had both Denmark and Croatia in my, as my draft picks. So. Yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll come to the draft. <laughs> so, uh, but let's talk about a team that did crash and burn. Egypt? No. No, not Egypt. Although uh, they were disappointed. Yeah. Yep, it's time to say Alvida Zane Pet to... What's a pet? I didn't get that. It's a TV show in the UK. Oh. I was going to play the music from it instead of kick, 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 kick. But I think that, that nothing, nothing beats that. That could be her song of the year. Germany's exit, biggest crash and burn since the Hindenburg. Oh, man. And, like, the last time Germany went out at that first round stage was 1938, and we saw what bad losers they were after that. I'm I'm getting my bunker ready, that's all I'm saying. You're stocking up on yeah. canned goods? Do you know you can't buy a 1938 replica Germany World Cup kit? Did you know that? I was looking for one. That's a treat for you. Then I find out why. Swastikas on it? Yes. That was their badge. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Well, that was the ruling party, I believe, of the day. Anyways. Yeah. So, sh- should we sit down for an hour while you go on about the oaf? Please don't sure. go on for about the oaf for an Let's hour. Listen, listen. First off, everyone, it's, it's been really humorous and really fun to see everyone react in the yeah. world because this well, is. Well, we said th- we were being really harsh on you. Oh, no. It's fine. Because, Good, I've got more. because because I think you every, you kind of you kind of have the same similar feelings like you're not like you mentioned in your tweet afterwards that you congratulated the three teams because they were better. Well, that was a little still but, stocking yeah. up on nylons but, and canned good stuff. But but the but the thing is, it was you were upset more with the way the Germans well, approached right, this well, one. But aside from that, like I I found a lot of the stuff quite humorous, like that everyone was saying. This is the reality. Everybody hates the best. And no, everyone hates the Germans. No, no. Everyone hates the best. And Germany are the best team in the world. Or they have been for the last four years. They've been the World Cup holders. And so everyone... They won the Confederation Cup. And they won the Confederation Cup, sure, whatever. So everyone has been looking forward to their downfall. And and on top of that, they are Germany, as you said, Michael. I, I don't think you can mention downfall in Germany <laughs> in the same <laughs> same sentence. So, but- so no. So, so for me, it was kind of funny because everyone... Like, yeah, I have people like who don't even really follow super much who are like, you know, sending sending stuff or saying. I had people this morning. We had a it's Canada Day, so we had an early service for because there's a Canada Day parade outside where our church building's at in Abbotsford. And I I had a group of Dutch friends come up to me and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" Well, you know, whatever. And I just said to them, you know, 
I said it's better to have love and lost than to never loved at all. <laughs> loved at all. That's Canada and Scotland. Which, yeah. which, they, which, they, which they found it humorous. But it is Dutch part people. of that defending champion curse. Yes. It's oh, yeah. Way well, too three, often. Three that's, that's only, World Cups in a row. Yeah, right? and, and four or five. Mm-hmm. But, but Wait to Russia no, win it this the, year. The, the frustration was, it, it was this. It was, uh, it was the squad selection because Germany, Germany dominated their games. But they couldn't in terms of chances and all that. But they could not finish. Right? They needed they needed more different kind of options. They needed they should not have left out Leroy Sene from former Gelsenkirchen Schalke player who's at Man City. They needed like he he brought he would have brought far superior pace to their team than what they had, which would have been a a game changer. They should not have had the oaf in the team. Okay, if you if you wanted or needed a big striker. There were other options. You I, had explain s- who the Oaf is. The Oaf is Mario Gomez, who's been who, who Zach who, hates, who's wrecked teams, national and club teams, since before two thousand and eight. Um, he had a couple great years at Chalco when he, his hometown club when he was younger, and he's just a big dude who the, sometimes the ball bounces off of and goes in the goal. But he, if you wanted a big striker, you had Sandro Wagner, who grew up at Bayern and is now back at Bayern, uh, and you had Niels Peterson. Who's at Freiburg? Who uh, has you know led the second Bundesliga in scoring in the past, uh, and who is the all-time leader of uh, goals off the bench in the Bundesliga? He just broke that record this year. He has over twenty goals as a substitute in the Bundesliga. Uh, who both are larger, bigger type strikers, not exactly the same as the Oaf, but but big enough. There were other options, and like. Yogi Love has said, like, yeah, I should not have used the oaf in the past the way I have and whatever. And like it was just like I don't understand why he went down this where they went down this road. I think I think you next whoever wins this World Cup should fire the coach immediately. <laughs> Bring in a new coach and, and uh, force a lot of players into retirement, especially the older ones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's my question for you, Zach. Yeah. And and, and modern World Cups. Yeah. Is this the most embarrassing thing for a German World Cup squad? In the World Cup, uh, I don't know. Losing to Bulgaria in the quarters is really bad. Uh, Ninety-four, uh, losing to Croatia in the quarters. Mm. Ninety-eight was not. Funny great. you should mention ninety-four. You got a song from. Want to play something for yeah. you now? Tell me what you think of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll just keep that abomination playing in the background. Um, that was the German 1994 official World Cup song with the German squad and village people of, of all things. Um, they missed Disco a little bit. But yeah, can, just can, by a couple. Can you explain no. that? Have you ever well, heard that before? I wonder if Mario Bassler's in there or not. Jürgen Klinsmann Klins- is, and yeah. he looks very confused. Ma- Mario, Mario Bassler was in the squad, but... Um, had to be replaced after the Canada friendly at Varsity Stadium. Oh. After a uh after he chose to go into a tackle with a uh, hard tackling central midfielder from Canada, who you may know well. Oh, it's his initials DM. <laughs> I just guessed that. That's, there we go. Um But it was it was Bassler's fault for the way he uh, went in. But. Now and when we did our preview show for the extra podcast, you said you would take Germany not winning if, if Costa Rica 
won the World Cup instead. But Kendall scored. So yeah, that, K- yeah. Kendall later playing, that day, Kendall scored. Yeah, yeah. Kendall playing and scoring. Did that make it up a little bit well, for you? That day it helped definitely. Yeah. The frustration of Kendall not starting those first two games. Unbelievable. Like it, I, it was it was the stupidest I, thing I've ever I, seen. I don't know yeah. whether it's just our White Cats bias, but no. I mean, other folk were saying Costa Rican folk were yes. saying, why is our best defender? Why has he not seen a minute and yet? The, and, and we've lost. The guy who played and, and Robbo, Robbo was on the radio saying he didn't want to. Bl- he yeah. wasn't going to blame the uh, the coach yeah. or whoever the Costa Rica coach because obviously if he still remains, which I don't think he will, um, they want to still have a relationship. So he doesn't want to throw him under the bus. But you could tell that you know why would you like the guy put you into the World Cup? I can totally understand if you don't want to play him against Brazil because Brazil's a different type of team, yeah, and yeah. You, maybe you want a more a dynamic and. Uh, player that could hold the ball, but yeah. s- uh, who was the first team Serbia. to play Serbia? He Why would you play against, against Serbia? Serbia. I, d- I don't get that at all, and I, I was delighted. The best thing for Kendall, as sad as it is to say, is Costa Rica losing those two games because he may not have played that yeah. third game if they were still in with yeah, a chance. Yeah, hundred percent. Then he shows his his skill with that beautiful goal. Even picked up a booking. He had the full. The full gamut of things that you can put a bet on. Did you see when he scored? He went to go take off his yeah. shirt and then held and off. And like, oh, beat you, yeah. beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you. <laughs> but no, he, so I talked to him. I talked to Priscilla about it. Oh, well, Priscilla got some uh, airtime oh, too Priscilla on that. Well, Priscilla, Priscilla I told her. I was, just like, I was just like, you know, on the TSN broadcast that like. The international they, broadcast it would be. Or whatever. Yeah. I just yeah. said, they were like, they're like, they sh- the, the goal happened. They showed you. Then they yes. came back, showed you again. And the commentator said, she must be one big Kendall Because <laughs> she was holding <laughs> She enough, was, she her is. phone, her she phone, phone had, had a right. lost in a 19 yeah. on the back I was so of pleased to see Priscilla. Yeah. So, She's such a sweet girl. So I talked to them today, and they're obviously heart, uh, heartbroken. Yeah. I talked to her a little bit more than Kendall about the not the first I two wish games. I have seen her today. Yeah. She was just heartbroken, but obviously incredibly thankful for the opportunity they yeah. had and then for the you know how Kendall performed. and Yeah. Well, and, and he got a new last name, Weston. Yeah, Weston. It's not even any – how did you get Weston? Anyway. Hey, I, mi- I missed it. Oh, is it? Are we? Can we? What happened to the Costa Rican squad when they got home? Oh, they got harassed at the airport. Yeah. One of the players, it might even have been the manager, actually, had to get let out the back door. It was by the a manager. Police. It, was, it the was manager. manager. Had to get let out the back door by the police. It was a very hostile reaction, and they were there with their families. It was very over the top. But I speak to Kendall a little bit about the hostile that. people were there with their families or the the Maybe players. Both. I yeah, but, but, but I got a chance to speak to Kendall. He flew into Vancouver on Friday. He was at Whitecaps training Saturday. Got a chance to do his first interview after returning from the World Cup, and we'll play that for you now. It was a bit rushed because he had obviously other things to do, and the football was coming on the the Uruguay game. But he, here's a quick chat I had with Kendall from Saturday. So Kendall, obviously we didn't hope to see you back here so soon, but I know it maybe didn't end the way that you would have hoped with Costa Rica going through, but how did you find your whole World Cup experience? Well, in a collective way, disappointing obviously because we didn't qualify to the next round. And in the personal side, I'm happy because I, I could get a chance to play. It was a dream that I wanted and obviously to score is another one so in that side I'm happy the last the last match obviously didn't mean anything apart from pride for the team mm-hmm. but when did you find out you were going to actually play in that well um, they always set the team two or three days before the game 
So until that moment, I knew I was going to play. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like the joy in your face when you got the goal, and then seeing Priscilla in the crowd as well—it just—it must be such a special moment for you. It's something you've worked your whole life to get to this. Correct, because I was looking for it. We was losing one now, so that was like the chance that I was thinking that can um, give us the draw. And when I scored, was a lot of happiness. I. In my head was only thinking of my wife because she always supported me in, in the toughest moment in, in my career. So I was really, really happy for, for like, to get that goal and obviously getting that joy for my family. The, the whole campaign for Costa Rica, I guess the Serbia game was really where it, it was all hinging. What do you think just went wrong with the campaign? Was it just the teams were just slightly better than you or did you just maybe not click? On the days? Well, Serbia, what made the difference was the free kick. After than that, I think um, both things was like safe in the first game because no one was trying to give nothing, but they define everything from the free kick. And did you fly straight into Vancouver or did you go back to Costa Rica with the rest of the team? Because I, I saw some of the guys got a bit of a hard time at the airport. Did you expect that, that it was going to be such a hostile? environment back home yes but home is always like that when you lose it's always like that that's it. that is normal and i fly straight back to vancouver because i i couldn't have the chance because i came i fly from st petersburg friday so i i arrived yesterday midday and does it feel weird being back in this environment, having been with all these players for all this time? Well, to be honest, um, as soon the last game finished, I was prepared and getting excited to come back home because I love to, to be in the club with the guys hanging around and obviously practicing and just waiting for the game of tomorrow. Did you get a chance to do much sightseeing there? Did you get to experience Russia away from the World Cup? Not so much. We only have like a few hours off um, before three days before the last game and we just had like hang out with the families go to eat and back to the hotel and apart from the goal what is it you're going to be telling your kids and your grandkids in years to come about about this experience well um, it's a wonderful experience I I see my son he like to play soccer so, so who knows if in some years he's going to be a professional or what, but I can tell them my experience and it's wonderful. I'm glad you got the goal. Thank Sorry you. to see you back so soon, but congratulations. No Thank you so much. Thank you. Vamos, papi. Yeah, that that was another modern song. That was a Costa Rican unofficial uh, 2018 World Cup song. I think from Percanis Mega Gigantes or, or something it is. But we'll, we'll put up whatever the, the proper name of it. As I said, I have a very rushed chat with Kendall there. I thought he would talk a little bit more after the game today, but obviously that, that did not work out. Make up a round of 16. There's 10 UEFA countries in. Get in there, UEFA. <laughs> How many, how many of them have been eliminated now so far? Six? six four? Or six? Four six. Conmebol. I will have trouble saying that. One CONCACAF and one Asian. Disappointingly. I did not like that 
Japan game. Oh, anyway, at the end yeah, there? We'll, we'll come to that. Actually, the next come to that night. You mean the drawing of lots? No, they or went the, through on fair yeah, play. fair play. I just did, I, partly because I really wanted Senegal to go through, and I just thought they were robbed. As a country that... Uh, it would have <laughs> helped our team too. Well, as a country that has gone advanced through a tournament based on the drawing of lots and then won that tournament here in Canada in the yeah, Gold yeah, Cup. Gold oh, Cup yeah. 2000. I, I think fair play is... Fair play. More than a fair way to go through. <laughs> I don't like it because games are not an even game. Someone could get booked for... Like, Kendall did not mean to bump into the referee when he got booked. That was an accident that he bumped into the ref. That if uh, that could have cost them going through yeah. an accident, something like that. I, I just... I don't like it. And the, I, and the, and the thing is, that they re- I remember on the post-game show, they reviewed all the Senegal yellow cards that happened in the tournament. And a lot of them were chintzy, like, fouls. Yeah. I really, I don't know if they're, but it could have been, we don't know if it could have been, uh, you know, accumulation of fouls, and then they got the yellow card for that one. So I don't know that for sure, because Senegal, like, they're a team that runs hard and everything, and so they do, like, foul quite a bit and everything. Yeah. Like so every, every team does play every team, but you're right, the referees are different. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah, someone could get Mark Geiger, for example. <laughs> He's got Columbia, England. If England get Geiger and knocked out, I am going to change my Geiger opinion on him. Show. I am going to love him. We'll come to England. The Geiger, ra- the Geiger reader? Yeah. Um, African football, though. I mean, no side from the continent in the knockout stage. First time that's happened since 1982. The disgrace of Gijon. Mm. I don't know what that means. That was called the disgrace of oh, Gijon, okay. <laughs> Austria-Germany game oh, from 82. Gijon. Yes. Yeah, it? they should have had oh, one Hihon. through, I don't obviously. Know to, I'm not I thought it was Dijon because Dijon mustard. No. Because, D- Dion? yeah. Dijon? Yeah, there, there we go. More German shame for you, Zach. <laughs> Playing out that boring draw oh. with Austria. Oh, and now we have a great system where oh, everyone oh. plays at the same time. Who, yes. who got eliminated in Germany? Uh, no, Egypt. Egypt. Okay, Algeria. you didn't like that game. What about, who was it this World Cup who did that? Yeah, I didn't like that either. Who did that? Someone did that. Den- Denmark and France. Oh, was and that Japan one? and Poland. When Japan just last ten minutes had Denmark, no interest in doing anything. Denmark and France. They it wasn't even. Uh, uh, they were both through though. Yeah, they were both through. Uh, yeah. But no one no, really. There was another one. You wanted to get hurt. No. <laughs> Maybe it was the Japan. No, it wasn't Japan. Japan Poland was like that. It was more Denmark too. Uh, France was trying to break them down, but they were just playing ten guys yeah. behind the line. But like African football. <laughs> It's easy to say, oh, what's happened to it? It's like they, they've they gone kind of backwards. They had three wins and two draws from the 15 matches from their, their five representatives. You could say it's bad luck or there was a bad draw with good teams. But then you look at some of the games and Senegal got beat by fair play. Yeah, Morocco played really well in a difficult yeah. group with Spain and Portugal. Yeah, And... That, 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 that Morocco that, game was that, beautiful. Yeah, the Morocco Iran game is how they finished. Yeah, yeah that, that that was that was the killer right off Iran, the bat. Iran should have gone through. Like yeah. should have got that goal. That guy should not have. And missed then them. we got Nigeria, who lost, who would have got through if yeah. not for a late winner by four Argentina. Minute, four minutes. So the thing, the thing with African teams in this tournament, what I would say, Michael, for Nigeria and for Senegal, for both of them, Nigeria's young. Both of them, their their pace caused incredible problems, especially for the European sides. You saw how the hard-working collective unit of Iceland could just not cope with Nigeria's yeah. pace. Yeah. They, 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 they could work as hard as they want, but they could not catch a few of the Nigerians on a few of the plays, and that was the difference. Senegal against Poland, a similar thing. Their pace like just you know, 
showed uh, some of the poor the the pores at the back in 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 Poland's team, and so that was one of their greatest advantages. And they didn't quite get to use it enough. Another think. reason Senegal didn't get through that save by the Japan goalkeeper that was right on the line that just didn't cross over by inches, and they used the 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 goal technology, and you could see that it was just on the line. He pulled it back. So, uh, yeah, it was just. I think it was bad luck. Egypt really disappointed. They should have got yeah, through on their they, group. They, they had a group they could easily have gone in, but like, Russia were playing out their skin. Yeah, that's Mo Salah should have yeah. started yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Let's that, blame Sergio Ramos on that too. Well, we'll talk a little bit about the round of 16 done. that's underway in the next part. But we'll, just to round this part off, I've got a bonus wavelength. We're doing two wavelengths this show. Because Wait, I thought the, we already did one with the German song. No, that's not wave. That does not <laughs> merit a wavelength. This is a short one. Too. This is just a minute. I was. Uh, I saw one of my favorite bands, Bell and Sebastian. Yes, Bell and Sebastian. I've seen them. Really? Yeah. I saw you a whole bunch of you guys all Instagramming. Yeah. And whatever. I wish I had gone to one of the shows. Thursday Naz night. Naz was at both. Were you yeah. both? Yeah. No, I was tempted to, but Thursday night yeah. was so perfect. I didn't want yeah. to then spoil it. Naz and Minna went to both. They were. So they it got great. to the encore, and it's like. Well, you got what, your what song. You, yeah. What do you want us to do for the last song? And I'm yelling, "Dog on wheels, dog on wheels!" And he's taking all these other folk, and I thought he was just ignoring me. And then he played Dog and Wheels, and I nearly cried. I saw them <laughs> at uh, the Orpheum with like a 12-piece orchestra like 10 years ago or something. Mm. Th- this is a song they've done anyway called um, I Don't Want to Play Football. And I thought it's a nice way to end this segment. I don't want to play football I don't understand the rules of the game I don't want to play football I don't understand The thrill of running, catching, throwing Taking orders from a moron Grabbing for the sweaty crotches Getting hit by people I don't know Sugar, I'd rather play a different sort of game Hi, my name's Simon Coline, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. We we need more wavelengths like that last one. Sure. But the only problem <laughs> is I don't think it actually technically qualifies for wavelength because I'm pretty sure they were talking about pigskin. I was hoping no one would pick up on yeah, that. I just that to play a bell and grabbing, grabbing at crotches or something or other. Than oh, what about Diego Rodriguez and Vinnie Jones? <laughs> I think, it, I think it covers both. Oh, Michael. We do have another Bell and Sebastian song I will play down the road. That It mentions football in one verse. So uh, to me, when that, I run out qualifies. of other ones, that will qualify, yeah. yeah. Are we done World Cup talk? No, we've got another part of World Cup. Okay, before we go on World Cup talk, I apologize. Follower on Twitter, Kunarad, sent in some, I think, Belgian slash Dutch, Dutch? Dutch Belgian delights. I've heard for, about Dutch delights. For, for I don't know what that from means. from Amsterdam. I don't know what that means. Um, for us to eat, uh, yeah, obviously not obviously not directly in the studio because oh, we're not allowed. Because we're not yeah. allowed. But um, I I I will bring them next week. I will look forward to it. Yeah, there's a little note for for you guys. Wasted days keeps promising me chocolate digestive nibbles. He ate two packs and Waste, two melted. He said wasted Sundays. Wasted Sundays. Oh yeah, Adam. <laughs> He's, I've just got him wasted every I, day now. I saw him today. He he might have been a little boy, so I'm not sure. I can't... Maybe. I'm hmm. 
Anyway, we'll kick off this section of the World Cup, I think, with, with a look at the, the AFTN draft standings. Okay, sure. wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay. Why, why? I, I said this to you last week, Steve. I didn't know two this was... Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, sorry. I didn't know this was a public thing. I didn't. I just thought we... I do is just, public. Just a few of us friends choosing I didn't know teams. you wouldn't know. No. Everything's in public now. No. Every, everything I do is in public. Yeah. You should see my sex tapes. Yeah. Okay. Oof. If it was in public, then why wasn't the draft done in public? It was that was done in private because it was going to take too long. Otherwise, because there was that. there was a moment where uh, I uh, fell asleep at one point. Yeah, at one point you fell asleep. <laughs> I think Nick got called away to work for yeah. an hour, and uh, and and so the, yeah, I had to go pick up the kids for a bit. And so we, we weren't able to get well, this. Well, let, let's be honest; yeah. it's not really of any interest to, to everybody else apart, apart from the six of us. Yeah. I'm just mentioning it because let's go through the standings. Well, uh, do you want to go from bottom to top? Definitely. Okay, so Zach is at the bottom. Um, he's, he picked up nine points. He oh. is officially out because all his teams are eliminated. Picking with your heart does that. Yeah. Number fi- uh, number f- uh, five, sorry. Oh, and also his, his World War Two sort of cliques. Yeah. Uh, number five was uh, Gideon. Uh, he is also eliminated. I eliminated him on Saturday. Gideon Good job. Is out. Tw- 28 points. Gross. 28 points he ended up with. In fourth, uh, fourth place is Joe. He still has some Good teams. Joel. Still has some three teams uh, 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 available, but uh, Spain is out as number one pick. Actually, number one overall pick that we did. Potato. So he's, can got, wait, wait, he's got thirty three points. Okay, I just want to talk about. He talked about this in the preview podcast. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you had a little bit of an underhand deal no, going no, on. No, with no, him. no, that no. That helped no. you. Well, we'll t- let me finish the standings. Okay, first. okay. We'll come back. Um, uh, I'm in third place with forty eight points. I still have uh, France and Uruguay. They're going to be playing each other. Come so, on, Steve. So somebody's going to get in the semifinal at least. Uh, Nick is in second place with 49 points. So I'm only one point behind him. He has four teams. Uh, Russia is his big one that's gone through so far, but he still has Brazil, Colombia, and Mexico. Brazil, Col- Mexico are going to play each other. So mm. they're, they're going to eliminate each and other. And I have there. to cheer on Colombia. Yeah. And then um, in first place <laughs> is uh, Michael McCall. Oh, really? Oh. Um, with 67 points. He is ahead it? by almost 18 points. Belgium, Croatia, it who else you got? Sweden, Denmark. <laughs> Denmark. Denmark is out, and obviously. I had Tunisia and Saudi Arabia, yeah. which they got your points. That Saudi Arabia wins. win was unbelievable. Yeah. So you got, I was jumping about at that. You got already Croatia through, and Belgium obviously is facing Japan, and, yeah. which is so Joe's they're, they're team. Three. And Sweden is facing Switzerland, which is also Joe's team. So you're going up against Joe twice. I think Sweden's going to lose. He, here's a serious question. People keep, I keep reading this on Twitter, that people keep getting Sweden and Switzerland confused. Is that really a thing? Apparently, because my buddy who's Swiss says they're he always gets called Sweden. Yeah, I don't know what? why. How what, are people? What fool does that? Okay, I just want to bring some clarity. Okay, is it okay if I read this? Yeah, okay. you, want, you want to read some, bring some clarity to your cheating. No, it's not, che- not cheating. The Lance Armstrong no. of AFTA. No. So this, the disgrace of Langley. So this private draft for this private undertaking we had <laughs> I uh, uh, was you know going to happen. So I messaged Joe. So Joe misrepresented this on the preview part. Anyways. I messaged him and said, what needs to be done for me to secure Germany as my pick in the AFT draft? Joe said, Joe had the number one pick. He said, which pick do you have? I said, number two. He said, interesting. I said, look, (laughs) no one will look down on you if you symbolically take Ireland or Canada. He said, or Germany. And I said, I think you should let a German take Germany. Now, I'm not fully German, but whatever. Everyone would appreciate this and totally understand. He said, you're doing a good job appealing to my logic. And then he said, so he brought this up, not me, because he made it sound like I brought this up. He said, I'll settle for a bottle of Coke at, 
at the uh, the CPL gathering that was taking place that we were both going to. I said, not a problem. What size of bottle? Two liter? Do they make anything larger? He said, LOL, just a regular smaller one. I'm gone. I'm I'm going to go for Spain then. Wait, 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 wait. He said, I said, I said, I said, all sounds good. Later that day, he messaged me. I'll trade you a small Coke for not picking England next, which I was never going to do. Which as an Irish person, that's just I know. And I I was never get all the troubles. I know. And I was never going to do because this was just about choosing some. I chose Blas Perez's team. I chose Kendall Lawson's team. I chose Germany. I chose Robert Lewandowski's team. It takes some going to pick five teams and have all of them knocked out in the first stage. So I said, said, so that would make us even. He said, Joe said, yes. And we were even, and I got a whole nine points to so contribute to our we, side. Yeah, but, let's, let's move on to Saturday's yeah, games. But just to say the Sunday show is combined, well, Steve and me combined yeah. are beating the... the well, it's 124 show. to 110 updated from today. So even without Zach's yeah. nine points, we're beating them. Yeah. I think they're going to come in crucial. Uh, they I could, think actually. they're going to be the difference. Yeah. They might. If they are, we'll take if you, all this If he had taken Germany and you had taken Spain, we would have eight more points. Oh. I would never have taken Spain, though, because I, I just thought this was friends choosing teams. So, the round of 16 got underway on Saturday. Saturday Two was a fantastic, fun game. belters of yeah. matches. I was so happy I went to bed early on Friday and woke up ready to go for the 7 a.m. kickoff. I was genuinely worried that there were going to be cagey affairs because we've seen it before in the round of 16. It gets pretty boring. The games yeah. go to penalties. That was today. On Saturday... It didn't look like anyone was frightened to make a mistake. They wanted to go for it, an attack, and France v. Argentina. Wow. I mean, what, what was the better match for you, France-Argentina or Spain-Portugal? Well, now it has to be France-Argentina. Oh, Uruguay-Portugal. You said Spain-Portugal. No, he meant Spain. No, it's the 3-3 three, three game. Oh, 3-3 oh, from yeah. earlier. Okay. Yeah. I would say France and Argentina because you got a winner. Mm-hmm. Winning. It, it, I, it was a knockout game. I think the football was better in the France-Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that French team in the group stages, though? Because no, they, they looked yeah. terrible. No, they yeah. didn't look terrible. They, they just weren't really going They hard. looked like they were yeah. stuck in second or third They didn't gear. look yeah. like world beaters, which now all of a sudden they do. Although their defense, not so much. I right. think they and, just fell asleep a couple uh, points. Well, but there. Argentina has a dodgy defense. Yeah. Yeah. Oda, Oda dodgy Mendy, team altogether. Otamendi's, yeah, not good. Y- you've got to say, this will probably be the last time we see Messi at a World Cup. Yeah. I do think, though... Ronaldo will be back? Well, no, sticking with Messi. Oh. Qatar, four years' time. He's that, 35. There might be some incentives, you're saying? I'm pretty sure yeah. there's going to be a wad of money offered to him to go, oh, we'd love to have you in Qatar. Then I think same thing with Ronaldo, then. Yeah. Oh, well, I think Ronaldo both. will be back. Yeah, Ronaldo's still got years. But I think both of them won't be... He's got solid thighs. the focal points <laughs> of their... of their. Abs. They won't be the focal points of their, of no, their nations. No. And, well, that was the problem, though. They relied too much on their star player. Yeah. And this goes back to me, what I was saying, like if the Whitecaps go and splash out lots of money on just one player, yeah. you need a team. But the you thing can't is, just count on one guy to But the magical. thing is, I'm, I'm going to quickly say about Argentina, I, I, Pablo Diablo, Diabla? Dabala. Uh, Dabala, sorry, from Juventus. Yeah. He should have been on the pitch more. Yeah, but the coach doesn't like him apparently. Yeah, yeah so there you, that's the problem. They, yeah. they had the talent. I personally think Argentina probably is more talented than Portugal. 
Um, and France. And, f- I don't know, Fran- whatever, France, you know, but I'm talking about, oh, people yeah. are talking about Ronaldo yeah, yeah. had uh, this, this team in Argentina. I think there's more talented players on Argentina than. In the attack. Yeah, yes. but I guess the biggest problem with Argentina is they lost Romero going into the, yeah. the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah and that, but, no. but but hold, let's let's pause for a moment. Romero's no amazing goalkeeper. No, he's not. No. But he's better than uh, the, the one yeah. that plays Croatia. Yeah. Going back to France, they've they've got that that guy that the that Hansen sang about Mbappe 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 no Mbappe but it's, the, it's actually Mbappe though. I know you're spoiling the joke I know you want to do the joke <sighs> anyway Mbappe great joke Michael great yeah. joke I know it's wrong to compare Alfonso Davies with these oh, world class players but this is how the White Caps should be using Fonzie the way that France use Mbappe. They need to be getting him going slicing through the runs, middle. Slicing runs through the Getting middle. the long ball from Iran and terrify defences. Get brought down, get free kicks, get even, penalties. Even if, even if he's offside. Even if he gets offside yeah. in a couple of places, at least you scare the defence. He's like reined in too much. They need to have him running at these defences. Well, and have if much scared. has reined him in, let him loose. Let Reina loose? No, much. Oh. If much has reined <laughs> him in. Now, Argentina got ahead. Uh, 2-1. Yeah. But then there was a strike by the, a guy who I didn't even know France. was on the team. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my, like, are you still keeping your track of your favorite goals? The yeah, team? but I'm a little behind. But yeah. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah. He plays, doesn't he play for Stuttgart? I, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't never even know heard he was. I never heard of him either. Benjamin, Benjamin Pavard. Yeah, I think yeah. he plays for Stuttgart. When you get a view of that strike from behind him, the curl and the speed. And it's just I thought it was beautiful. a straight shot, but it was actually outside yeah. going in. It looked like Elena Rochat goal from um, against Philadelphia mm, when it yeah. was recorded. He plays in. for Stuttgart. He's from the opposite side. Like in all seriousness, that is the kind of strike that young Canadian players should be forced to watch. That's how you hit yeah. a ball. Yeah. His first goal ever for France. Yeah, it was uh, nice. Just absolutely beautiful. I don't think it was a huge surprise though that Argentina went out. We've talked about it Well, they it barely before. made it through the, yeah. round, the group stage. They're not as good as the Argentinas of the past. No. And it's a case of one star player not being able to carry a, a poor team. Or is the shadow of a star player from the stands. Yes. Yeah. Giving double birds. Giving, oh, I love Going on cocaine. Birds. Going on I think, cocaine. Now, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. We do not know that he was on but cocaine. But pr- I, I don't, th- it's not allegedly that I'm pretty sure he would have got a three-match ban. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? No. Did you hear what he said? No, no. no. Did you, did you, not, did you hear what he said? You, no. could, you could actually see what he said. You could see what he said when he, after, when he was giving the double bird. Yeah, he was, oh, uh, he, he was, he was uh, saying something. He used that term that uh, has been they, used at BC Place yeah. by Mexico. Yeah. Oh. That would have been a three-match ban, I'm guessing. Okay. Now, the other game, uh, it was 2-1, Uruguay over Portugal. Another yeah, top player of the world. discussion. I say Uruguay. He says Uruguay. No, I do not say that. Uruguay. Uruguay. I also say Paraguay. So we say, we are guays, you're guays. Yeah, Why? I guess so. I don't know. Ask Nico, he'll sort you out. Okay. Is he, is he from Paraguay? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Uruguay. I was, uh, I, to use Michael's language, I was cock-a-hoop about this. Because to me, Portugal... It's, it's a rare time that I've wanted Uruguay to win a match. <laughs> yeah, but yeah I was too. Portugal, to me, did not deserve and had no business whatsoever... Winning the Euro two years ago, no, yeah, that, like, that was like it was like they it was like they lost the Euro at home in two thousand and four to Greece, and they complained and moaned about it. And you you have you know even Ronaldo talking about Iceland at that tournament. Yeah. Where they, they don't play football. Well, they they played some awful awful football to win that to win that tournament, 
and it was embarrassing and it was disappointing and whatever. And they also have one of the least likable players in all of world football named Pepe, who unfortunately scored Sorry. in this game. Um, and I'm so happy to see them go home. Uh, Cavani, the, the first goal where it was a, a, a quick switch. Off his face. And, and- Quick no, but quick switch first oh, yeah. to Suarez, yeah. and then he he didn't admire his pass. He actually went for the uh, net, and he was able to get it off his cheek, yeah, and into the net. And then his strike, the second oh. strike, one time strike. First oh, that was time. fantastic! Hopefully, he's how, healthy enough. Yeah, for the how next bad? Time. How bad? Do we know how bad? It's a strain. He's got like five, six it's, days. It's to a, recover. a groin it's a, strain. No, no, I think it was a calf or a hamstring or something. What a strain! Not a not a pull, a strain. Yeah, or torn, not torn. Oh. But yeah, what you're saying, like Pepe, I can't stand. Nani couldn't stand. Oh him. yeah. Ronaldo, I don't know what it is about Portugal. They just come Ronaldo, with all these Ronaldo players. is an incredible footballer. Yes. But he is inc- not a very likable person. Not a and he would have missed the next person. match even if they got through. He took yeah. a yellow card oh. for complaining to the ref. Yeah. No, but that's how he, he knew he was out. No, Quesmo uh, totally dove on that play. I know, but Should then, then he Ronaldo- have even been playing. Should he have been sent off the previous Oh, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I don't know how you review that and then just book him. It's either not yeah. anything or it's a red card. It's. You, you're well, not reviewing well, that, for yellow card Well, that referee offenses. was just like, wait, you, wait, you want me to do what? You, you want me to send off? I, I tell you who I thought I could get. I can't remember what game it was now. The Iranian referee. I think it was one of the games yesterday. Maybe it was today. Whatever the case. Yeah, but he, he was outstanding. He, he was There's been really some good, good refereeing. Yeah. yeah. VAR, like I said, VAR, I thought, has been so good in this. I know there's some people are still complaining about it. It's mostly British, but yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Been, it's been really good. Uh, today's game's not too much to talk about, although the res- no. the first game, the result was uh, yeah. surprising. I did not expect that. It was that. a day of penalties and goalkeeping heroics. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Now, Ru- Russia-Spain, it didn't... Like, after it got to 1-1 at half time, I said to Caitlin, this is going all the way to penalties. There's no way... Really? In- yeah, I said, there's no way either team's going to try and do anything because Spain like to just knock it about I can't too believe, much I can't believe they started Koke over, over Thiago El Contra and I know I'm that's my Byron bias coming through but Koke I thought aside from the penalty miss I thought he didn't yeah. do much but Russia had so many guys behind the ball that I just did not see Spain breaking them down I didn't see Russia having the bottle to go forward or push for it so you just didn't see that happening but the penalties everyone's talked in the past about Lev Yashin as the best yeah. Russian goalkeeper. Now, obviously, this guy's nowhere near Lev Yashin. But he's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah he's had yeah. a lot of criticism as well in the past. Yes. I can fave, but I, th- I thought he was fantastic yeah. in the penalties. That, he, that second one he where he kept a, his leg out there and he actually kicked it even away during the normal match as yeah. well. It's like you've made yourself a, a hero in your country. Well, first off, I did not like Sergio Ramos celebrating a goal that was mm-hmm. not his goal. Which maybe he thought it bouncing off yeah. him or whatever, but well, no one like Sergio Ramos. So anyway. I saw a few memes after that of his celebration with comments. With John Terry, <laughs> no, no his celebration after the goal or oh, whatever. Oh, and then, yeah. But um, I, 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 there's some players I, I, I appreciate in the Spain side, but I, I'm not sad that they're going home either. Croatia, Denmark. I missed both goals. I was just I I walked away from the TV just for like I guess obviously five minutes. And four came, minutes. Well, four minutes. Like I walked away from both five, came back and it was like one one, and then I had to rewind and watch it again. Yeah. I fell asleep at half time, <laughs> and I woke up. You missed. You didn't miss anything. I missed everything I, in five minutes. You didn't miss anything. Just in forty-five before the penalty. Oh yeah. Literally about five seconds. I woke up, look at the screen. The guy's running through. It was like absolutely perfect timing, but it does sound like I didn't miss much. No. 
Although my impression was that Denmark were really poor, but other folk were saying Croatia had no interest. And in- Croatia was playing uh, scared. Oh, yeah, right. um, they didn't look. Uh, Denmark was. Denmark wasn't really doing anything. They were inviting the pressure, but the, the Croatia wasn't doing I, anything with it. After Germany went out, my, my call for the final has been Belgium, Croatia, which I know will make you happy. I'll Michael. be delighted for that. Um, but uh, I'm okay with it. this game, this game does throw up some questions about Croatia. Yeah, big, big, big time. Although, although, unlike the last time they were in a shootout, which I think was against Turkey in the Euros, yes, two thousand eight. Uh, was that long ago? Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was mentioned several times. Okay, I forget what year it was, but that where they they. They couldn't do it and get through. This time they got through. So hopefully, hopefully, give put some wins back, a win back into their sails, and and they can. Well, it didn't almost go to penalties. There was a penalty, like you said. Yeah, you woke Rebic. up at that time. Never a penalty. Rebic. Rebic. No, that was a that was a Rebic, also yeah, a Bundesliga so, player from Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, I mean that Schmeichel. Good that save. Was a great save. He was off his line though. Oh. Uh, well, he was the, off the line on every penalty. Yeah. All, all the penalty. Yeah, both the, of them yeah. were off their lines. Uh, what what the, happened to... Uh, where was VAR on that? Well, the minute they get booked, there they was, could go off the line. It's an automatic booking. Yeah. It's okay. Been it's okay. Off. Crucial one. Yeah. Yeah. The penalty shootout, though, was great entertainment. Yeah. I think it was 3-2. Uh, fantastic two. saves. 3-2 yeah. overall. And it went back and forth. So each keeper made three penalty saves. S- in the course Subasic. Hero and redemption for Modric, which I was... Quite pleased, I, and I, Rakitic. I like oh yeah, he missed also. Yeah, the... he was giving. He was really firing them up before they took it. So I was quite pleased that he scored. Yeah. Going quickly back to the Russia game, I like you're Russian. You're on home soil. You've got a chance to get to the quarterfinals. You're saying take your time. Don't well, rush it. <laughs> is, is that what, what goes through your mind, like as a Russian player, knowing that all that. Yeah. I'm guessing drugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like having watched that Icarus film, like it's hard yes. not to think that there's some kind of the, state there, there were some photos going around. I can't remember which player it was, but showing a kind of like needle mark in his arm. Yeah. And some stats of showing that they've done the most sprints of any team yeah. and things. And yeah. I'm not saying, I'm sorry, I, I I'm hope, making a joke. Yeah. I'm not saying. I, I hope it isn't. Allegedly. You hope it's not, of yeah. course. For just lo- say, for Zach, lots just of say reasons. allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly in the UK covers you for everything. Yeah. But... That half of the draw is garbage. <laughs> More like a steaming pot. I am <laughs> absolutely shitting myself that England are going to win this. Not what? Oh, get, at least get through the semis? Be- or at least get to the final because they have got a pretty easy run. Come on, Colombia. Come well, on, Colombia. The only thing is... <laughs> oh, the only thing is... <laughs> is <got> <laughs> The only thing is, is um, uh, even if they get back, because Hamas uh, looks like he's not going to play because he, he he came off after thirty minutes. Of oh, the he'll play. Game. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, so whatever he play, if whether he plays or not, if they get through that, Sweden. I don't know if they could break him down. Sweden plays mm. a very tight game when they're in full flow. They play wonderful stuff. Though. Like they they should have drawn Germany. Yeah, obviously, and then yeah. they won their other two games. So you're, you're thinking, yeah, yeah. I, I was pleased that that Sweden went through and not Germany. What about you, but Zach? You, So obviously we got. You're gonna love the next wavelength coming up as well. You got the four quarterfinals left. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Brazil, Mexico. I think Mexico are going to be so cagey and just not go for it and try and play a white caps counter attack game. Yeah. That it's whether Brazil can break bo- them down. Yeah, this is a potential of being a boring game. And then you got the other one um, in that on that side, uh, which I think is Belgium, Belgium Japan. Japan. Belgium should 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 Japan. Yeah, but Japan has played very, you know. Uh, organized, but I think Belgium has For enough me, to Japan break it down. Japan is the worst team that's made it through, even worse than Russia because yeah. Russia did play some nice stuff. 
But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But that is it for our World Cup chat. Yeah. We thought, eh, no one wants to talk about the Whitecaps losing today. Let's talk two sections about that. I'd hoped to bring us an interview with Dale Mitchell in this. Did not get a chance to get home and get it edited after the game today. So we'll, we'll bring you that next week. But we'll be back with more chat after this. I'm David Edgar and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Are we still going? Yeah, we're still going. There's still another part. And it's wavelength time again. What? I know it's another short one though, but I've done this one. This was this one's for you. We've been talking about Are, we, German, are you looking at Steve? We've been talking about German abominations in the World Cup. We won't go back too far, obviously, about German crimes. But German disasters in the World Cup. For me, there was a moment in 1982, not the 0-0 draw with Austria, but... Oh, the clattering? There was a match which showed Germany in their true colours. France? The France game? When Schumacher clattered <laughs> poor old Patrick Battiston in I the have, semi-finals. If you ever want to watch it, I have the full game on DVD. I've got the highlights. <laughs> but this is a song by Halftime Oranges from the 1996 album Clive Baker Set Fire to Me. And this is simply called Battiston. <laughs> That's a splendid ball for Battiston. Oh, it's wide at the post, but Schumacher came out then like a runaway truck. And I think once he'd realised that Battiston was going to get the ball, he made sure he got Battiston. Oh, Patrick, you could have Halftime oranges there. We should watch that Batistone. match sometime. We should watch the time and do a mix later. I, I've got a 1982 World Cup highlights video, VHS. I have a DVD of that full match. We should watch it. Oh, from 82? I can't really see a lot of... Li- do that as an extra podcast. There's, Folk will be unsubscribing there, left, right and centre. There's, there's pass backs to the keeper. It's fun. Mm. It's good times. I mean, I mean, obviously not not to Tony Schumacher because no, that that was terrible. I I want to that was horrific. That was a horrific challenge for the record. Want to just read some tweets? We've got a couple from John O'Flynn at John O'Fly. Wait, wait, wait. I also just want to say that tackle happened pre-VAR. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think post-VAR. 
<laughs> yeah, that could have been a whole different thing. That would be at least a three-match match. I think that's why I like the 1982 World Cup, though. It's like stuff like that, and then Marco Tardelli oh, with yeah. his celebrations and everything, and the African nations doing well, Scotland winning some games and actually being in a Germany, World Austria. Cup. Germany-Austria, yeah. Yeah, let's forget about that. Anyway, John O'Flynn said he was the lad who called in to say hello at the start. Oh, that was him. Yeah, he's like an amazing start. It didn't work, it didn't work for some I know, reason. We I get tried it. to get it. He says, let the phone calls come so your listeners can have their say. That goal should have gone to the Irishman number 10, Joe Mason, and not an own goal by a Canadian on our Canadian team. He wanted us to know as well that he was proudly listening to us live on July 1st. Um, Morbottle says his favourite World Cups were 1994 and 2002. 2002 purely because of a song by Vangelis, which he's put the link on YouTube for, which we can't play. Van City Villa, AFTN photographer, until he tweeted this tweet, <laughs> said, Bell and Sebastian equals old sad bastard music, which is from the film High Fidelity, but still. Right. Maybe he likes, that's a good thing for him. Hmm. Maybe he likes that. Anyway, Maybe it's a compliment. Let's not do any more tweets then. Now it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines. Hey! Oh, you're not too tired to dance. What are you doing? I'm twerking in your face. Oh, please stop. Oh, yeah, you're listening to BC Soccer Web Headlines. Brought to you in partnership by bcsoccerweb.com. I've just enjoyed the music there. Your one-stop site for all your local, national and international news and links and lots more besides. Make it part of your daily routine, bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your eye on the site this week, Steve? Wait, for the record, I don't, I'm not an expert. I don't think that was actually twerking. Just... I think that was just me shoving my bum in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I have actually. Yeah, Steve's got paper. paper. Yeah, look at I, this. my kid. My won- God, we're going up in the world no, now. My, uh, my iPad, I couldn't bring it because my younger one wanted to make a stop motion uh, kind of uh, wrestling match with his action figures. So he's actually oh, like taking pictures. I was going to say great right. parenting until you said wrestling match. Oh, well, I'll, I'll well they've done Le- they've done teams. they've done Lego ones too, like Lego oh, stop action. Okay. Yeah, if so. I bring my white cap Sabuto team, can we do? We Are could. We, oh. we could try something. I could send Dave and see what he could do with it. That'd be fantastic. Okay, more so, exciting than watching White Cats Colorado. So, uh, speaking of Italy, uh, although nobody was, <laughs> um, I mentioned Marco Tardelli. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah so it, Italy obviously is not at the World Cup, and one of their top teams in their league, or, or historically their top clubs, uh, AC Milan, has been banned from oh, European yeah. football for one season. It's because of the um, financial fair play. There you go. Yeah. Um, and they will be, they're calling the ruling unfair. They will be appealing. Apparently last year they, they got new ownership. They went on a $200 million, uh, buy, like buying of players, and, but they incurred enough losses in previous seasons where it didn't add up for, uh, UEFA. UEFA is also in news for lifting a state in stadium booze ban for champions and Europa leagues. Essentially they will allow supporters to take drinks into the stands instead of just drinking it in the concourse and then coming in. But it'll depend on uh, what your local laws are. So, for example, Germany will be allowed to, and uh, France and England still won't be, for example. And Scotland, don't mention Scotland. Well, we're, we're in the Champions, just, I just want to give a couple examples. I don't think he's talking about the qualifying rounds. Now, I'm sure you guys heard about this. Former referee Mark Hasley <laughs> yeah. um, admitted to booking a player who asked for a red card. Oh, sorry, asked for a yellow card so they get the accumulation done before and get suspended before the derby, uh, important derby happened. Um, to, to even admit that, yeah, Jeez. well, he's former, so he's not going to be roughing anymore. Even so, that's. Well, oh, I remember him. What it was was it wasn't I just he, he didn't the player didn't just get the yellow card for asking for it. What the referee the referee suggested if you get another uh, free kick, like there's a free kick happening, 
kick the ball away. I'll book you for descent. And that's essentially what happened. The team, the, he said this team is known for like book, getting, picking up a lot of fouls. So he knew it was going to happen in the last five minutes. So they could have fell. He that's, kicked it away. You, that's a moronic player. Like, it's it's not hard to get a booking yeah. in football. Yeah. Especially if you wear a white cap shirt. <laughs> or uh, t- t- today, actually, I believe it was Colorado who picked up. Hmm. Spinglish, speaking to Spinglish? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of English players, uh, DC United <laughs> has late. picked up Wayne Rooney. It's official. He's Mr. Actually, Potato Head is coming to MLS. $17 million transfer. Yeah, can you explain Can you explain the breakdown of that? Is it in the article? Oh, no, I didn't read I, the I whole think, article. I think they've had a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read that. No, because originally it was supposed to be like 12 or 16, but like only four was from DC United. Yeah. Because 17 we, sounds like too much. To be and fair, the, we have got this dream Rooney Matics partnership that I think everyone has wanted for years. He'll most likely kitchen, make, make. In the kitchen. <laughs> he'll make the debut against the Whitecaps when they open the stadium. Ogre. And, and, Shrek. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robbo obviously gave the uh, when asked about it on the radio, he he mentioned that it's a great signing for the league, which I think is the what everybody's the town, told. It's Every, not really what he said in the town hall. No, <laughs> everybody's told to say that I guess in public. Oh, probably yeah. Yeah. World Cup 2018. You look. You have twenty thousand pounds, and you're looking for a place to the uh, watch the final game. The place yeah. to go is the Fairmont Hotel in Dubai, or come to my house. <laughs> Wait, can you fly us to the Fairmont? Probably in Dubai. Oh, can you no. pick up twenty thousand? Um, uh, so it's offered by the the hotel for an overnight stay at the Imperial Suite. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of what's going on there. The room is to be decorated like a football pitch with grass flooring. There'll be a VR experience, so if you you'll be able to watch it no, in no, VR. No, a VAR. No VR. Okay. The virtual reality. I'd like a VAR experience. There's a hundred and three inch TV with a barman, private chef, and a butler dressed like a referee. Hmm. Who could be? He could be the one dealing with VAR. It, like, and there's also more stuff too. There's their massages. Um, there's like stuff like uh, you could drive a Maserati the next day, go for a drive in it, or stuff like that. Like high end stuff. Genuine question: Could you not spend twenty thousand and get an actual ticket to the match? Yes. Yeah, probably. So why yeah, the, would you want to do the, the last? This? Not the last. In two thousand six, in Germany, I think the asking the going price. I want to say was. 2,500 euros hmm. or something. It was not. I guess it's going to depend who's on it. Like if Russia was in it, tickets are going to be scarce. Italians weren't, aren't really known for traveling, even within Europe, mm-hmm. that, like in huge numbers. So I think that's why it yeah, was Yeah, Mussolini not. had his problems. <laughs> I was referring to their football supporters. Oh. But. Don't mention the VAR. So um, uh, uh, the with the elimination of teams, uh, we talked about Costa Rica earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there obviously are death threats that are involved, so let's talk about some of those. Although some of the, a couple Light, of these lighthearted, co- couple of these teams weren't even uh, limited when the death threats came no. in. Yeah, um, that's the scary. scary so uh, Colombia, uh, Carlos Sanchez, he's the one that got the red card in the third minute against the Japan. Yes, um, he received death threats on social media. The police started an investigation for that. Well, the uh, I mean, part of the, part of the problem for that is, of course, with Col- with Colombia, this is not a. Colombia has dealt with uh, Escobar. Yeah, the Escobar yeah. issue, where you know the drug lords had placed a lot of money yeah. on Colombia doing winning or doing really well at the World Cup, and then they didn't. So and the own goal, he scored, scored the own goal, goal that eliminated. So they act, but they officially, they've said that was not linked. He was just in the wrong place at the the wrong time. That's what his right. Wikipedia page said because I was reading it during the week. Right, and and at the town hall, it the changes white, the, white, the white cap said they're never trying to sell their, their club. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're not liking charter flights. Yeah. 
didn't get a chance to talk yeah, about that. Yeah. You were grilling them in the charter flight thing. Who makes that decision? <laughs> um, another one, Argentina's uh, goalkeeper that we talked about earlier, Willy uh, Caballero, uh, received threats to the family after his blunder against Croatia, where uh, he, he kind of like muffed the shot, and then there was no, that was the first goal. Say, I think no one deserves death threats. No, no. But that was a howl. Like that was that was a horrible he was actually horrible. He was play. benched yeah. after that. He didn't play yeah. the Nigeria yeah. game. He didn't Rightly play against so. France either. That Armani played way better. It was Armani, right? He yeah. played way better. Now, this is the one that's really rough. Uh, the Iranian striker, he retires from the team international play at 23. Um, apparently, like, uh, Sardar Osmoon. Oh, God. I'm, uh, Anna's Why do you gonna, pick these stories? Anna's going to kill me for that pronunciation. Okay. But he was a tar- target of numerous social media attacks. It doesn't say death threats. But it says yeah, it was just lots of abuse. On yeah, the uh, for failing to he's, score in three games. That's he, the number he, seventeen, right? He's supposed to be. He's known as the Iranian Messi. Uh, Messi yeah. Um, the Both thing Messi's is, going home, the thing is, the social media attacks. Uh, his mother was ill before. It kind of made a flare up. Obviously, stress causes uh, illness to come, and obviously, this was what happens. And so he. So I'm. I'm choosing my mother. I'm not going to play internationally anymore. So good on him for yeah, making the choice. It's such but, a shame because yeah. he's such a talent. Yeah, maybe he comes back after th- uh, three years or something like that. We'll see. I mean, f- I love passionate fans, but you've got to think what you're doing, and nobody thinks on social media. No. So talking about social media, our listeners do. Uh, talking about social media, Messi and Ronaldo dominate World Cup social media rankings. No way. Mexico leads uh, with nine million interactions. That's among all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff. Germany's second with 6.5 million. It kind of spiked during the Tony Cruz uh, goal against Sweden. Bottom three countries are Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Sweden. Uh, Ronaldo leads with 5.7, 2 million ahead of Neymar. Messi is third with 2.8 million. Uh, let's go to some ca- Canadian news. Naming of coaches. Uh, first of all, you got Rob Gale named as the uh, Valor FC uh, coach and GM. And then Stephen Hart. Has uh, it been announced as the first coach yeah. in Halifax Wanderers? I, I'd heard he's about leading, weeks ago. But it says he's leading yeah. soccer o- uh, soccer weeks. operations. It's been like months. months for months. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in the right. in the know like so, you. So both of the, th- the thing that's significant about both Stephen Hart and Rob Gale is their connections to those communities, like long term. Like these are not just like coaches that are being flown in or whatever. Yeah, just being brought in. They've done something in Canadian football so they're being like like Halifax area is where Stephen Hart has made his Canadian home and uh Robin Gale has been in the Winnipeg area for longer than a decade. Uh it might even be close to two. And they have huge ties into the football community there. They both also obviously have contributed to the national team. Hart as the interim assistant and interim and 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 full time national team coach and and Rob Gale as the U twenty coach uh, amidst other roles, and so yeah, these are both huge huge signings and they, from what I understand, they have both played their the understanding that they would be involved in those places have played a role in the. Uh, the number of memberships that have uh, both those places have already seen. Well, Valor FC has, uh, they're expecting crowds for up to 9,000 initially. I saw that article. Yeah, yeah, 1,100 deposits, and they're expecting like people to buy at least two per deposit. They're not putting a cap, and they're expecting, like I said, five to 9,000 per game uh, for the first little bit. Canadian Championship, Ottawa Furry has advanced to the semifinal against TFC. They won the second leg. I guess A.S. Blainville, um, goal by Ka- Carl. Is it Hayworth. the Ottawa Fury or Ottawa Fury? Fury. Oh, okay. sorry, I'm 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 need water. I'm lacking water right now. Let's go get some water. 
I, no time. We got to get through the show. Um, last uh, news story here. We got a junior Hoyland Canadian team member signing with, uh, re-signing with a Cardiff City newly promoted team. Uh, three-year deal. Three-year deal. Not mm. bad. So he won't be in the CPL or MLS for the next little bit, probably. Not coming out with white caps. So that, that is it for this week's show. Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. For me, it's at ZacharyAM, and I'm part of the movement Curva Collective. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. So until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, take care and mourn the caps. <laughs> Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.